peppermint, sorrel, ginger, fever grass, or English. Get it ready. Your morning tea just got hotter. Ooh, honey chow. On the cold hard truth, Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday Rewind, Impact Wednesdays, Caribbean Connections, and much more. Don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community. Just keep sipping your tea. What a mess. Here's your host, live and direct from the Cayman Islands, Sandy Hill. Good morning. Good morning, K-Man. Welcome to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth. How are you guys doing this beautiful Tuesday morning? I hope you're well. Yeah, lots going on as usual. Such a small island, but we sure do keep busy. Now, there's a lot on the international front before I get into our own drama. 
um, that I suppose that we should touch on. Uh, really quite um, shocking news yesterday as it relates to the President of the United States of America. Um, the uh, January the 6th committee has recommended um, four charges against the president, the former president, I should say. I think we still refer to him as the president, right? Former President um, Trump. In any event, um, this is not a good look for him at all. And it really, um, this committee took, uh, I forgot how many months, but they took quite some time to um, interview countless witnesses and um, build a case, really, that proves beyond a reasonable doubt, whatever your political affiliations may or may not be, this was a bipartisan effort, a unanimous decision. And um, they have really proven the case that President Trump knew what was going to happen um, on the 6th, and he encouraged it, all for the sake of he's a sore loser is really what it came down to. Um, he encouraged people to go, like there are people who were involved in the... Uh, insurrection, as they call it, who said they were called upon by the president to go there and protest in the most outlandish way possible, no holes bar, and they did so simply because they were called upon by their president. As you guys know, if you've been watching this situation at all, you would know that um, there have been a number of them who have been prosecuted and sent to jail just this past week. Another one received a five-year jail sentence. Some of them injured police officers. There were officers who were in fear of their lives. Uh, there were political leaders, including um, Vice President Pence, who was also in fear of his life. And um, gosh, all I can say is this is really um, a dark day. Uh, you know, the day that it happened was a dark day in the history of. Um, of the United States of America. But, you know, the President uh, Trump, pre former President Trump, attempted to do certain things that in America you just can't do. Um, you know, it's, you, you can't just make up the rules. Like he was asking people in a position of power, including his vice president, to essentially try to overturn the results of the election. And because they were like, that's not within my power, I cannot do that. Um, his position was, um, you know, screw you, in, in stronger language, by the way. And um, it's just, it's just shocking, really. It's, it's, wow. It's unbelievable. Um, so really, really sad. And now we see what happens. So they have recommended four charges against him. I'll share um, a brief uh, video snippet so that you guys can get an idea of the case that was actually brought against him um, and all of the evidence that they found. I mean, they released their full findings yesterday. It's a much longer interview, but it certainly builds the case for um, you know everything that they say has gone down. Mm -mm -mm. I mean, I'm I'm just quite frankly um, in a state of shock. Like I can't believe uh, what the witnesses said. Even his daughter um, said some very very damning things about him, and they said that you know she was attempting to um, downplay it a little bit. But even in her downplaying it, 
there was evidently only so much uh, that she could downplay. Like there was really um, only so much. So there is the full hearing available if you guys are interested in that. Um, we won't get into that, but it's over an hour long. And then let me just see here if I can show you guys. Um, yeah, so in addition to the full hearing, there <clears throat> are some snippets of, uh, of essentially what transpired. Um, there was one last night that actually did a really good job of, of reviewing everything. I'm going to see if I can find that for you guys, but, um, just, I, I boy, it's, it's mine. It really is mind blowing. Uh, the president just wanted to win and he didn't care that he actually didn't win. He was like, I only need, you know, this many votes, just find the votes. And I'm just like, how the hell do you just find votes? But he honestly was not concerned about any of that. Um, you know, he just wanted, uh, he just wanted to win. And he, he kept telling them stuff like his, his legacy. Um, he won't have a legacy if, uh, if he didn't win. And so um, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty shocking, uh, the conclusions that they actually came to. There's lots and lots of um, coverage on this. <clears throat> it's trending all over America right now. And of course, we mention it um, so that you guys can make sure that you're keeping up. Let me see if I can, um, I'll see which one. There's one last night that wasn't, um, that was a bit of a good synopsis of it all, I thought. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, um, it was pretty, pretty shocking. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna cue that up here in a second so that we can watch that. And then this morning, we also um, should tell you that um, Harvey Weinstein, a rapist um, who got away with it for many, 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 many years, um, is facing yet another conviction. The jury was unable to make a decision on three charges. They found him not guilty in one, and they found him guilty of raping a woman uh, in another charge. So he's already in jail serving time <clears throat> for another rape. And as we know, according to his victims, he was a prolific um, sexual offender just who just happened to be uh, rich, who happened to live in Hollywood and had all the right connections. Um, you know, he got away with it for a very, very long time because of who he was. And this is a stark reminder. I had someone say to me yesterday, she's a victim. Um, I should, shouldn't say victim. I should say a survivor of sexual assault as a child. And she said, you know, Sandy, just thank you so much for really bringing this to the fore because we have to push forward as a country on this subject. And I really don't um, care who doesn't like it because I know a lot of you, unfortunately, are connected to perpetrators. Um, every single one of us would know a survivor, a victim, and every single one of us would also know a perpetrator. That is how prolific um, sexual abuse is. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that sometimes those people are our family members. Sometimes they're your spouses <laughs> and they may have done it even before you knew them. 
but um, you know, the the survivors that they leave in their wake have to live with that for their entire lives. And we have to take a very, very strong position against this. We cannot and we should not allow uh, these individuals to continue to walk amongst us with complete um, immunity for what they have done. The shame that is carried, unfortunately, is being carried by the victims when it really shouldn't be their shame to carry. It should be the shame of the perpetrators, but the perpetrators could care less. And in most instances, they never stop. They just find a way to be a little bit smarter about it and they continue um, to prey upon our children and our young people generation after generation. So, um, you know, that will always that will always be a topic on the show. And we will always agitate for this government and every single government that is elected to do more and to do better by um, survivors of sexual abuse. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for more on that. And, um, you know, I, I don't have any expectations of, of the Harvey Weinsteins of the world because they are um, horrible and they're just as prolific as um, anyone else. It's just that they have the resources to try to hide what they do, which makes them so much more dangerous, right? Because of who they are. Um, you know, they hide behind a title, they hide behind money, they hide behind, oh, I'll just pay you off and you can go away sort of mentality. But thank God for hashtag me too, because I tell you what, a lot of, a lot of men um, have fallen as a result of, of that movement because victims have finally said, I need to speak up. A-listers, a women who were A-listers said, I need to speak up. A lot of these women were at the early stages of their careers. They were afraid to speak up. They were going to be ostracized and blacklisted in an industry that they wanted to you know, be able to work in. And even, you know, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and others said, listen, they were dating powerful A-lister men and they still didn't always feel comfortable saying to them, this is what's happening to me or this is what Harvey said or did to me or whatever. There was a few uh, notable occasions and some of the men stepped up and, um, you know, basically told him to back down or else. And, um, you know, he might have left one or two victims alone because of that, but he continued to be very, very prolific for years. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, and countless others who uh, some of them still remain unnamed who've been able to do this for so long. Shame on them. Um, so um, somebody's asking if Harvey's from West Bay. <laughs> uh, so somebody's asking if we're not here. We're here. Where are you? Um. So we should be all good, I think. All right, folks. <clears throat> so let's um, go ahead and watch a little bit of what's happening in the United States of America this morning. Again, it's trending on every single news media. Um, I am taking some time to watch the entire thing um, from the the committee <clears throat> on, um, let me actually just grab this for you all. Um, the uh, January 6th committee. So they have, um, I see somebody calling me, but you should know that I'm on air. So unless you're calling to be on air, Miss Marguerite, <laughs> this would not be the time <clears throat> to call me. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the panel had its final hearing yesterday 
where they were investigating the deadly January 6th riot uh, in the U.S. Capitol, referred uh, former President Donald Trump for four criminal charges relating to insurrection that he inspired because he couldn't publicly accept that he'd lost an election. Um, <clears throat> in face of it all, the former president already announced that he is running again to win his job back. I mean, this guy has no... Uh, the de degree, degree of delusion, grandeurs of delusion from Donald Trump doesn't really surprise me when you know his history, but the fact that he has been able to hoodwink so many Americans, some of them I count as good acquaintances, right? People that I like otherwise, um, I find it difficult to understand their position and their support of Donald Trump. This man is a horrible man. On all levels, his personal life is horrible. His so-called professional and business life, he's been a complete abject failure, except that that name has carried again um, this, you know, immunity for so long and impunity for so long that he's been able to do whatever he has wanted to do. Isn't something when you have that much perception of money and perception of power because his finances are nowhere near what he claims even, right? I mean, this man has to borrow money to be able to pay his mortgages and his bills. And, and y'all sitting there kissing this man's feet like he's some, oh my God, it's, it really is, it's just shocking. He's a sexual predator. He doesn't really like women very much, especially if he can't control them. Uh, he makes me uncomfortable with his relationship with his own daughter. The guy is just... Oh, my God. Um, so someone says that they're hearing music on Bobo. Okay, let me try to see what's going on here. Uh, we might have been a couple seconds late. So we might have gotten kicked out. Um, I'll just have a quick look and see. I'll pull it up and see what I'm hearing as well. Um, nope. I'm hearing. I'm hearing the radio, folks. Okay. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I know, uh, listen, I, I don't even know. Um, so these charges along with others will be referred to the, um, justice department for criminal charges. So I think the justice department, department of justice, justice is the one who ultimately will make the final, final decision, but they're looking at, uh, they say they have enough evidence to charge former president Trump with four things, obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States conspiracy to make a false statement, and conspiracy to defraud the U.S. by assisting, aiding, or comforting those um, involved in an insurrection. This is big news. There's been no president in the history of the United States of America ever, ever, ever to, to have something like this. Um, so it goes on to say that that doesn't mean that he will be charged. So again, the committee has no power over what the Department of Justice actually does. So the Justice Department has its own investigation of Trump that's been ongoing and currently ran by special counsel, Jack Smith. Um, so attorney general Merrick Garland appointed Smith once Trump announced that he was running for president again as, to, as a way to show independence from the investigation. So he had to distance himself from that. Um, and he, uh, Jamie Raskin, who's a Democrat from, um, I think it's Missouri, said that ours is not a system of justice where foot soldiers go to jail and the masterminds and ringleaders get a free pass. Mm, mm, mm. 
And of course, we know for a fact that a number of those uh, those um, foot soldiers are going to jail for five years and, and sometimes more. So there's other four members of Congress um, who never complied with subpoenas and they referred they were referred to the House Ethics Committee. Um, Republic Congressman, we have Kevin McCarthy of California, Jim Jordan, Scott Perry, Andy Biggs, and others. It's just so shocking because one of them, I don't, I, I hope this is in the synopsis that um, we're going to be watching, but one of them, um, when it came time to to question him, he actually he couldn't. It was so obvious what had transpired that he could not um he couldn't he couldn't answer the question <laughs> they asked him the question i guess that was his attorney sitting next to him and he looked at his attorney and he could not answer the question i mean it was just there's multiple questions that he just he was like well um and he just couldn't answer it i thought to myself whoa uh, kind of shocking, really, really and truly. Um, sad. It's a sad day, like I said, and there will still be people who will see this and come up with all kind of excuses uh, for this behavior and claim all sorts of things, right? So I don't know what to say. I mean, it is. Um, mm, mm, mm. People believe that there will be indictments against Trump by the spring of uh, of next year. Wow. Anyway, let's have a look at it. Um, I hope this is the one that I watched last night because that was a good sort of synopsis. Like I said, it's over at least an hour long, but here you go. The last 18 months, the select committee has conducted a congressional investigation of enormous scale, seeking to uncover the depth and breadth of ex-president Trump's multi-part plan to reverse the lawful outcome of the 2020 presidential election. We've compiled an immense volume of documents collected from countless individuals, law enforcement agencies, and federal and state authorities. Many of our efforts to get the evidence required litigation in federal court, including the U.S. Supreme Court. We've taken the testimony of hundreds of witnesses, now, while we couldn't show them all during the hearings, we focused on those who were most, most central, including our ex-president's White House aides, his senior Department of Justice officials, and senior members of his campaign. Based on this assembled evidence, the Select Committee has reached a series of specific findings. Now, many of these findings pertain to what has been called the big lie, the enormous effort led by ex-President Trump to spread baseless accusations and misinformation in an attempt to falsely convince tens of millions of Americans that the election had been stolen from him. Beginning even before the election and continuing through January 6th and thereafter, Donald Trump purposely disseminated false allegations of fraud in order to aid his effort to overturn the 2020 election. Ex-President Trump's decision to declare victory falsely on election night wasn't a spontaneous decision. It was premeditated. 
The committee has evidence that ex-President Trump planned to declare victory and unlawfully to call for the vote counting to stop, and that he told numerous allies about his intent in the weeks before the election. The committee found that Mr. Trump raised hundreds of millions of dollars with false representations made to his online donors. The proceeds from his fundraising, we have learned, have been used in ways that we believe are concerning. In particular, the committee has learned that some of those funds were used to hire lawyers. We've also obtained evidence of efforts to provide or offer employment to witnesses. For example, one lawyer told a witness the witness could, in certain circumstances, tell the committee that she didn't recall facts when she actually did recall them. That lawyer also did not disclose who was paying for the lawyer's representation, despite questions from the client seeking that information. He told her, quote, we're not telling people where funding is coming from right now. We've learned that a client was offered potential employment that would make her, quote, financially very comfortable as the date of her testimony approached by uh, entities that were apparently linked to Donald Trump and his associates. These offers were withdrawn or didn't materialize as reports of the content of her testimony circulated. The witness believed this was an effort to affect her testimony, and we are concerned that these efforts may have been a strategy to prevent the committee from finding the truth. Throughout the post-election period, ex-President Trump was told repeatedly by his campaign advisors, government officials, and others there was no evidence to support his claims of election fraud. Even since our last hearing, the Select Committee has obtained testimony from new witnesses who've come forward to tell us about their conversations with ex-President Trump on this topic. Here is one of his senior advisors, Hope Hicks. Being evidence of fraud on a scale that would have impacted the outcome of the election. And I was becoming increasingly concerned that we were damaging um, we were damaging his legacy. Uh, what did the president say in response to what you just described? He said something along the lines of, um, you know, nobody will care about my legacy if I lose. Um, so that won't matter. Um, the only thing that matters is, is winning. Despite all that, he continued to purposely and maliciously make false claims, sometimes within a day of being told that a particular claim was false and unsupported by the evidence. By the time the Electoral College met to cast its votes on December 14, 2020, a number of President Trump's senior staff, cabinet officials, and members of his family were urging him to facilitate a peaceful transition to the incoming administration. He disregarded their advice, and he continued to claim publicly that the election had been stolen from him. Numerous state and federal courts evaluated and rejected the Trump campaign's claims of voter fraud, including 11 judges appointed by ex-President Trump himself. Many of these courts issued scathing opinions 
criticizing the lack of evidence that ex-President Trump and his allies had advanced to support their claims. Numerous individuals associated with these efforts have since acknowledged that they were unable to find sufficient evidence of fraud to affect the election results, including in testimony to this select committee. Still, ex-President Trump repeated those false claims and tried to convince his supporters the election was stolen. This was an attempt to justify overturning the lawful election results. Donald Trump knowingly and corruptly repeated election fraud lies, which incited his supporters to violence on January 6th. He continues to repeat his meritless claim that the election was stolen even today and continues to erode our most cherished and shared belief in free and fair elections. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News. All right, folks. So um, quite quite a situation. I mean, it's um, Alejandro's like, what happened? Alejandro trending all over the world right now. Um, four charges recommended against Donald Trump, former president of the United States of America. The January 6th committee has made their findings. Um, it's, it's really, really um, something else. Believe me when I tell you. This is um, shocking, and it's 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 just no joke at all. But I'll leave you to um, get caught up on on that news a little bit more. Um, it is, uh, yeah, you, you need to watch it, um, regardless of of whether you like Trump or not. You really need to make sure that you understand exactly what they now know uh, transpired. And listen, even as this committee was doing their investigation, him and his legal team. Um, we're trying to um, influence witnesses, you know, promising them money and other things. There was one bit where a lady was interviewed. Her and her daughter um, worked as, um, I guess, you know, they worked counting like pollsters or whatever, counting uh, votes. And at one point she handed her daughter a mint. Uh, Trump and his team, uh, Giuliani in particular, and he's also facing, um, you know, potential charges. Charges have been recommended against this attorney who had an illustrious political career and an attorney, and now he's going to go down in flames at Trump in all likelihood. But he actually um, said, and Donald Trump said, that these women were passing jump drives back and forth to each other because they were committing electoral fraud on the on the entire United States of America, because that's essentially what it amounts to. And she says that, you know, her mom is handing her a breath mint or something. And, um, you know, the woman, when she was giving her testimony, was very, very emotional, an African-American lady. She was very, very emotional. She's like, you know, the president of the United States is supposed to represent us all, not attack us and not, you know, make false accusations against us that literally put our lives in danger because there are people who will kill for President Trump. And when they saw that they were being targeted and their information was being sent around, claiming that they were part of this conspiracy um, to defraud President Trump of a of an election, you know, by passing around these jump drives and they were deducting votes from him and all sorts of foolishness, which was completely not true. And I mean, you could see from the I mean, they actually had photos of them and evidence of them where it was like, that's not what was happening here. And yet him and his, um, as they say, foot soldiers you know, perpetrated this lie against this woman and her daughter. And she was literally shaking and crying while testifying because she said they were, they were scared for their lives and they were mean afraid. Um, wow. It's, 
It's really something uh, what he is being accused of doing and the evidence to support it. Like I said, even his own daughter gave um, somewhat damning testimony against him about what he knew, when he knew it. Um, you know, the, the rioters with, were within um, feet of Vice President Pence and he was his team was fearful for his life and they were trying to make some decisions about how to move him, where to move him to, um, because they felt like, you know, um, he could he could have been killed because he was being told by President Trump to overturn the results um, of the election and he refused to do so. I'm going to keep looking for the, the video that I watched last night. I'm not really sure. Um, it's unfortunately it's not in my um, YouTube history, but it is it was a good synopsis and it captured some kind of key moments of each of the um, interviews, which I thought was really, really important. So I'll continue to see if I can find it. And then the next time that we um, have a show, I'll definitely uh, play that for you guys. Um, so yeah, pretty crazy. Um, anyway, let's, let's keep it moving this morning. Good morning to Diamond Princess, Miss Vernita. Jennifer's here. Olivia's in the house. Marshall, Wee Wee, Dean is also here. Good morning to Miss Daisy. Soka says, good morning and please say happy birthday to Charlene. Hey, Charlene. She says, I think it's today. And if I missed it, belated happy birthday. Wishing her many, many more. Um, good morning to Miss Joy. Miss Morna is here. Um, Marshall says that that big orange man is a sore loser. You know, it's not even about just being a sore loser. This is taking it to another level, yo. This is like, this is Nancy Cardigan kind of loss where you lose and you're going to go to your opponent and literally break their knees, break their kneecaps. You know, we were talking about yesterday, we're all in it to win it, but there is a limit on what you can do legally and otherwise to win any situation. You can't be breaking the law and you certainly can't be um, inciting violence and encouraging people to do harm to others. Um, Marjorie says, I listened to it some yesterday. The man is, is real sick. I hope they lock him up for a long time or charge him some big fines. Big fines. Uh, will he ever go to jail? Well, time will tell. Mr. Goodlook says, good morning from Mississippi. Um, waking up here in the CI, lovely morning on the beach. Oh, welcome, welcome. Aliano's in the house. Um, pleasant good morning to Irvelyn. Aliano says this clown Donald Trump <laughs> needs to relocate off planet. Such a sad situation. Uh, Brenda Archer, thank you for joining us. Marshall says um, all the people that support him are just like him and the way that he thinks. It is kind of sad. Um, Jim says same goes for both parties in the U.S. Far too many cover-ups. They all need to be cleaned up and cleaned out. Um, yeah, but this, this is a totally different level of situation. Jim, I mean, there's there's run-of-the-mill um, political shenanigans, and then there's this. This is a very different level, and I'm I'm very concerned when people try to dismiss it by saying, "Oh yeah, they're all corrupt." Miss <sighs> uh, Brenda says, "Why has no one ever raised the question that if he won the election and is still president, that he can't run again?" Miss Brenda, that would require too much logic for some people. Uh, Damon says corporations run America, especially military, the Bush family. And what does that have to do with this? I do not know. Inside a trader, money laundering, embezzlement, birds of a feather. And yet, Damien, this is still, um, you know, a very, very specific situation. So Damon says, what about war crimes, Iraq and Libya? What about them? 
what does that have to do with the fact that you are trying to excuse this man's behavior because there are war crimes that have been committed? And right now in Ukraine, Russia is committing war crimes and atrocities against innocent people. In Haiti, the gang violence is, is rampant and innocent people are getting killed. What does that have to do with holding the former president of the United States of America accountable for an absolutely atrocious situation? This is the equivalent of when someone says to you, Black Lives Matter. You say, well, cat lives matter too. Really? Or white lives matter too. They have always mattered. Stop dejecting from the conversation and the point, right? You can have more than one parallel thought in your brain at the same time. You can be against war crimes and still understand that what Trump has done is completely wrong and he should be held accountable. Refusing to even have the conversation right now in this moment about what's going on with Donald Trump and what the January 6th committee has has said, because, oh, what about this? What about that? Focus on what we're talking about in this moment. Because all you're doing is purposely trying to deject from that, saying that you actually don't care about this conversation. Yes, Brenda, witnesses have been intimidated. It was a gender myth, thank you, that they were sharing between each other. So Jim says investigate all government corruption. It should be investigated. And I'm sure if they had this level of evidence and every single thing that is happening in government, it is, listen, there are countless people who go to jail every single day. I'm not saying the American system is perfect, but I'm also not saying that it's the worst in the world. There's tons of them that get held accountable all the time. Even if it's working at 75, 80%, trust me when I tell you, it's far better than what has happened, uh, what's happening elsewhere in the world where there is zero accountability. And here we go again. All shall be accountable. How about the Jews and the Germans? Oh my God. And the past, it's not about it being in the past, Damien. It's about you're trying to deflect from this. You're saying that this doesn't matter because people have always done something wrong. It's it's the same mentality when the the guy who's dumping in West Bay says, well, everybody's doing it. Everybody's dumping. Actually, everybody isn't dumping. I don't go out there dumping my refrigerator and garbage on uh, on the main roads in our, our country. But even if people were doing it, that's not an excuse. And every single person has to be held accountable. So I can't take the deflecting. I I hope you're ready to deflect this morning when we start talking about bad parents and you're able to say, well, they're all bad parents in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, okay. So let's just run, allow our kids to run amok and have no level of accountability. Why can't you guys hold this man accountable? that's, that's That's my question. Why are you incapable of holding him accountable, right? regardless of all the atrocities that have happened in the world. Okay. A lot of the German people, the, the, the part of Hitler's regime have been held accountable. They've tracked some down for years to hold them accountable. What's your point? Wasn't every single person. Some still got away. Some hid out in Colombia for years. And when they found them, they dealt with them accordingly. Like I said, there's no such thing as perfection in any justice system, right? Even right here in this country, we don't have perfection. But if we're catching, and I want to talk about the police a little bit later on because they had a press conference yesterday. If we're catching 
some of the criminals and putting them away, it's better than saying, oh, we're not going to do anything to any of them because, oh, well, you know, we missed this one. So let's just skip them all. Y'all have got to stop this ridiculous deflecting because you do not want to hold former President Trump accountable. He will be held accountable. And he needs to be put in jail for what he has done to the people of the United States of America. I agree, Jim. Enough is enough on all fronts. Every single thing. Let's talk about parents here in the Cayman Islands. Jim saying all should be held accountable and, and investigated. If the vast majority are, then what's your point? What, why, why are you bringing that up? Damien, that is classic deflection. And I hate to say it, but every single time we bring up Trump, whether you realize it or not, you do it. Every single time we bring up Trump, Damien, you deflect and you want to talk about something else. You want to talk about what the Nazis did 40, 50 years ago. You want to talk about what uh, France did to Haiti 200 years ago. I'm not saying that those things do not matter. I'm saying that we're right here in the here and now having a very specific discussion about holding a singular person accountable right now. Why are we deflecting on other things? We can have those conversations separate and apart, but when we bring up Donald Trump, why the need to try to pay, take people's brains and say, no, I want you to think about something else. That's what deflection is. I'm just saying. We received um, some concerns from a parent whose child goes to John Gray High School. And unfortunately, the child was subjected to a very vicious assault at Kimana Bay. We have the video. We've not shared the video. All I can tell you is that I am, you know, when I watch what this young man had to endure, there were people who were kicking him in the head, hitting him, punching him. Uh, his mother says um, there were upwards of, I think, 12 uh, John Gray High School kids who were assaulting her son before he could finally get some help, um, stomping on her son's head. Since then, he's been having headaches. Uh, Painkillers aren't helping. And um, he's now having to go to the hospital to get an MRI and to get further analysis on exactly what is going on. This mother, as you can imagine, feels absolutely horrible. Um, you know, her son is now going to need counseling. We don't know what the um, situation here, here is in terms of what caused it. As far as she knows, her son does not have any issues with these young men. And she thinks that it could be um, maybe they just thought he was the wrong person. I really, really doubt that. I mean, these kids know each other and they could be targeting him for so many different reasons. Maybe he's just not part of the bad boys club and they're trying to send a message. I don't really know, um, you know, why they're targeting him. But what I would say is this is horrific and no parent ever wants to be, um, in this situation. The matter has been referred to the police. The police are investigating it and every single one of these young men need to, just like Trump, they need to be um, held criminally liable for their actions. It's disgusting what has gone on. The mother was keen to um, try to identify uh, what she says are gang members. Um, you know, I think she just means a group of a gang as in a group. 
um, so that, you know, the police can deal with them. I think the police have the matter in hand. And, um, you know, this little boy is now afraid to even go back to, to school. These kids are, um, are really unbelievable. And the parents have got to be held accountable for this. Hmm? Let's have a coming to Jesus moment here today. Before I had my daughter, people used to say to me, oh, Sandy, you don't understand. You're not a parent, so you just don't know. Well, now I'm a, I'm a parent. Even at the age of six, I can see the challenges that are coming, honey, Jill. These little kids have their strong little personalities. They will stare at you and they will lie. And they will and you remain the parent. They will tell you all kinds of stories. Well, mommy, it wasn't me. It was so-so. And listen, I shuts it down. I'm not so-and-so's parent. I am your mother. And I'm accountable for you and your behavior. I don't want you to ever come to me with some Mamie story about what somebody else was doing when you're the one who's standing before me having to answer for yourself. You can't answer for anybody else. And so therefore you should not be looking to throw anybody else under the bus. They might have been doing wrong too, but that does not excuse why you were following in their behavior and why you were participating. Parents, y'all need to step up to the plate. This isn't just about kids fighting. Now um, we've gone from on campus, John Gray, Clifton Hunter, to being in public spaces. And this is not the first time that this has happened. But it's, it's, it's despicable. Right? It, it really, 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 really is horrible. We are raising, no, 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 no. Let me, let me just correct that. We're not raising anything. You're leaving your children to be dragged up by the streets and by their peers because this is happening because you're not doing your jobs as parents. You're not raising your children. And every single parent that needs to hear this today, I pray to God that you're paying attention and that you're listening. This isn't about trying to parent shame or that any parent is better than the other parent, but let me be very, very honest here. Some of you are failing. If there was a grade between, you know, you get A, B, C, D, you, you're not even on the F. You all the way at the bottom of the alphabet, all the way down to the Z. That's how badly of a job you're doing with your kids. It is an unbelievable shame, really. Disappointing. Because these kids, whether you realize it or not, are going to be the criminals of tomorrow. They're already the criminals of today. But they're definitely heading for Northward and Fairbanks. And then the parents will sit back and claim that they had no control. What's going on? How are you losing control of your kids? You know how you're losing control? Because number one, you're having parents before you're ready, having kids before you're ready, right? You're in your late teens and early 20s. You're not ready for the responsibility of having a parent, but you want to have all the fun of having sexual um, you know, gratification. And if you do that in the wrong way and you don't protect yourself, well, yeah, kids are going to come out as a result. 
get it together. You've got to take this thing seriously. If you want to have children, and it should be a choice, and it should be something that you think about doing before you actually have them. It shouldn't be a continual Britney Spears situation where it's like, oops, I did it again. Oops, here comes another one. Oops, baby number four in the way. It should not be that type of a situation. Right? You need to think about the responsibility that comes with having children. Are you ready emotionally, psychologically, financially? Do you have a good partner who's going to support you in the raising of those children? It's so sad when I have young ladies reaching out to me. Oh, Sandy, I'm pregnant. I had one just last week. I feel so sorry for her. Um, You know, her baby daddy doesn't want to claim this child. The child not even here yet. And the, and the, the tor- turmoil has already began, right? What, what's sad is, supposedly, this young man comes from a good, so-called good Caymanian family. Oh, his father's a senior, former senior civil servant, um, hosts a talk show in another program, and he's gotten this girl pregnant. Now, he, oh, no, the family is like, nope, that's not his. He don't want no responsibility. This young lady is like, what am I going to do? And I said, well, here's the thing. You can't force a man to be a father and take responsibility in terms of being an active participant in a child's life. When the child is here and you can take a DNA test and prove that the child is his, then you can force him to at least be somewhat financially responsible. Now, how financially responsible that's going to be? I don't know because he just got fired from customs the other day for smoking marijuana. Oh, no, my apologies. They allowed him to um, quit his job for smoking marijuana over at customs. Young ladies, listen to me very, very carefully. Because before this even gets to the point where you have a child that you're bringing into the world, you need to look at the young man that you're having relations with. Let me be very, very frank and honest with you, okay? I'm not here to tell you to go to church and to put a padlock on your privates. No, I'm very, very realistic about what's happening in the world. You're gonna wanna have fun. You're a young adult. Hopefully you can at least wait till you're 18 plus to engage in sexual activity. I know most of y'all are not doing so, but please take your time. There's a lot of reasons why you would want to, right? That's a huge emotional commitment. But if you can't do so, by all means, protect yourself from STDs, from pregnancy. AIDS is very much still alive. HIV infections, all sorts of infections out there having unwanted children when the father is going to dump you and he's not interested and he's moving on to baby number eight, nine, 10, and so on. Think about who you are getting in a relationship with. Yeah. If you're just having sex to knock boots and have a good time, make sure that that's not the idiot that you're going to be getting pregnant for. When you think you're in a relationship, oh yeah, you know, I was dating him for almost a year. You still can't be getting pregnant for him, honey child. Did you have a conversation about, are we ready for this? Do we want, do we want to have a child? And you know what? I'm going to tell you all straight up. Call me old fashioned if you want, because in some respects, I am very old fashioned. Get married first. 
If he can't put a ring on it and he can't commit to you in a relationship, being faithful and a good husband, what the hell makes you think that he is prepared to commit to a child who is going to be here forever and is going to require him to stop going out to the nightclubs, to stop being out in these streets acting the fool and all this sort of stuff? A lot of men are just not ready. I told y'all, the brain isn't developed until you finish developed till you're 25. Hmm? There's a lot of immaturity, even 25 plus. Don't put yourself and future children in harm's way because you, oops, just got pregnant. Ultimately, the responsibility is on the women because, you know, we, we should be the ones controlling our bodies. And if you're in a relationship with a man who wants to control your body, he's going to tell you, oh, you have to get pregnant for him. Run. Don't walk. Put on your running shoes. Put on, strap on some Nikes, some Skechers. I don't care what kind of running shoes you got, honey child. And run as fast as you can. I hear women say this to me and it boggles my mind because I'm like, what? What year are we in again? You're in a relationship with a man and he's going to tell you that you have to get pregnant for him to continue to be in the relationship or you don't love him or some kind of, child, please. I would say, oh yeah, that's what it takes to prove your prove love. Good. Then you're right. I don't love you. I'm not stupid enough to love you more than I love myself. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. No day of the week. No day of the week. All relationships are a give and take, folks. But stop making these fools hoodwink you, especially when, here's the biggest joke, they bring zero, nada to the table. They have nothing to offer you but a little bit of pee-pee. Y'all know what? Can I tell you something, young folks? You will learn in life that you can get that just about anywhere. It ain't really that special. Trust and believe. Okay. No, sir. Do not be hoodwinked. I know you're young and you think you're in love. Listen, we all been there. Yeah. And then when it doesn't last and you move on to the next one, you can have another baby with him too. Mm -mm. Curtail it. Because that's the start of it, right? A lot of these kids are unwanted children. The parents not ready. They don't want them. They got one too many. They can't afford them. It's just a burden. And more importantly, I'm not just talking about a financial burden, time. You're young and you still want to be out there in these streets. Now, some of y'all want to be out in these streets even when you're 40 and 50, and y'all need to learn something. Come on now. There comes a point in time when you have to put aside childish things. Huh? There, there are different seasons of life. And you have to understand when a certain season has passed you. Some of y'all, 50, 60 years old, and still out there shaking your booty at carnival. And you got young children or you got children at home that are being neglected. Now, let me be very, very clear. You can do that in your 50s and 60s if you ain't got no responsibility. I don't really care what you're doing. But when you have responsibilities and you are neglecting those responsibility, I don't need to see you out there in the streets acting the fool and pretending like you're 20. Y'all need to please get it together. Your children need 
you to be parents. They need you to set boundaries, rules, limitations for them. They need you to to have a stable home, a stable environment. They need you to offer them some degree of financial security. They need you to give them love. Right? They need you to be involved, showing up to PTA meetings, engaging with teachers, knowing who their friends are. What they don't need you to do is to drop them off at Caymana Bay and just leave them like a wild pack of animals. Because that's what I saw in that video. Animals beating up at another poor kid. I hope to God that the police identify every single one of these kids and drag them through the court system. They need to take them to jail and make them sit there for a minute and think about if you continue on this path in your life, this is where you're going to end up. And it ain't pretty. My fellow Caymanians, listen, we have some serious social issues that are leading to, y'all talking about the police, we getting there. Leading to the criminality that we have in this country and you can't put it all at the foot of the police. It doesn't start with the police. That might be where it's kind of ending. It begins in our homes. Like I said, unwanted children, dysfunctional environment. Some of these kids, the parents are addicted to drugs and alcohol and all kind of stuff. They come into this world already damaged, poor little things. They're going to have an uphill battle. The poor children are stressed out. They got all the ADHDs in the world. They're going to have some serious cognitive issues because the mother didn't have a good pregnancy. She was on drugs. She was stressed out. She was smoking and depriving the baby of oxygen. All sorts of foolishness y'all be engaging in and not recognizing the dangers that you're putting your own children in. So children now taken to Kamata Bay, this is not the first, acting like a pack of wild animals and hooligans. Remember when they were um, building Kamata Bay? I can't help but reflect on this. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, that them rich people, that dart, uh, we're not going to be able to go there. You know, mm-hmm, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not going there because they don't know that building that for Caymanians. It's so funny because now the people that are running the place down, and I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you, are Caymanians, so much so that you're using the dartbabysittingservices.com. You just drop off your children and you're gone about your business. So when this incident happened, I've been talking to uh, people in the DART organization to understand what they have been up to. Uh, It was just quite interesting that yesterday the police decided to address this issue as well. Because it it is a growing concern for them. So here we are now, right? Um, During the Christmas holiday season, just like summer, there are certain peak times. And y'all are busy. 
you can't afford to pay for a helper for your children. You can't afford to pay for caps because yes, caps are expensive. I get it and all these things, but what you gonna do? You're gonna just take your children, let them go at dartbabysittingservices.com. And you think that that's a-okay. Ironic, isn't it? The same the same place that you clean the, oh, they're not gonna allow Caymanians to go there. They're so free and open that not only do they allow Caymanians to go there, but apparently they're allowing you and your unsupervised children to show up to be a menace to the entire um, Caymana Bay community and to physically assault people. Parents, please take some responsibility here. Why are you dropping your children off? And some of them as young as 10 years old is what the police have said, 10 years old. A 10-year-old is nowhere near being able to be dropped off anywhere by themselves. Oh, well, they have an older sibling who's like 14 and they're going to take care of them. Sure they are. The police said these older siblings are out there with an attitude. They're part of the problem. No respect for authority. The security guard tries to talk to them. No respect for the security guard. What on earth is going on? This boils down to bad parenting, and there's no other way to slice this than what it is. Yeah? Y'all need to really, really, and truthfully get it together. Do we not have any shame anymore about anything? I mean, my gosh. I know that times are tight, and maybe you can't afford, you know, helpers, and you can't afford camps and stuff like that. But unleashing your kids, make them stay home. Unleashing them on other people is not the right thing to do. Kimana Bay is a integrated, you know, they have uh, living quarters, entertainment, restaurants, housing. What do you, what, why would you take your children there and just let them go? What do you expect them to do? Hmm? If they're going to move in. You're not even dropping them off at the time of the movie and showing showing that they go inside the movie theater. And then you know what time the movie is going to end and you pick that. No. Y'all just let them go. Now, when, when the DART organization has had enough of this foolishness, because the liability might partially fall on them, and they say, okay, we're going to have to put some no loitering rules in place. You can't drop off your kids and leave them here. We're not really DARTbabysitting.com. Yeah? When they start to put some rules and controls in place, then these same people going to be jumping up. Oh, you see what I tell you? We see what I tell you? They're not fake Caymanians. Get it together. None of us are for idleness and foolishness, Caymanian or not. Yeah? Y'all hear me talking about the Cubans loitering? That's an offense. And it doesn't matter if it's the Cubans doing it or Caymanians doing it. It's still an offense. Get it together. Because your child might have been one of those 12 kids out there kicking up this little boy, causing him to have brain damage. How would you like it if somebody was doing that to your child? And you know what I told that parent? I said, right, the police can do it. It's common assault, right? What the parent should then do is turn around and sue every single one of you parents for the damage to her son to send a very clear message that your children can't be going out there damaging people's property or other children and have no consequences. 
Because the police will only give you a slap on the wrist at this point, common assault. I wish to God you all would see the failures of parents that you have engaged in and that you're continuing to engage in. And that is why we have a jail that is primarily full of Caymanians. That is why we have 30-something robberies since August and it's Caymanians that are doing it. Right? Really and truly? Come on now. Let us step up to the plate. We have got to do better than this. This is not acceptable. As a parent, I should be held accountable. If I'm falling down on the job and I'm not doing right by my daughter, by all means, y'all hold me accountable. You see her out in the streets, which she's not going to be, but if you see her at any point, anywhere, acting the fool, you let me know. Just like I told her teacher, don't wait till it's parent-teacher conference time to give me a long list of the little things that she's been doing. You tell me in real time. I want to know as it happens. You WhatsApp me, you call me, because I need to nip it in the bud. I need to know what behavior she's up to so I can sit down and have a chat about what is really going on here. Don't let it snowball and do not allow it to build up until it's out of control. So y'all tell me, you ever see my daughter anywhere being disrespectful to anybody? I'm not the parent who's going to be like upset with you. Oh, were you talking to me for dinner? No, no, no. You tell me. Y'all know I don't believe in, in corporal punishment and I'm not going to be talking about, oh, I'm going to tear her ass up, all that, blah, blah, but I will be dealing with it. There, there are lots of ways, folks, to be good parents that don't involve physically touching your children. First of all, you start early, you start young, and you mold and you bend that tree every single day. There's a level of consistency that is required. You can't wait till a child is 10 years old and tell them, oh yeah, I'm gonna start disciplining him now, you know? Really? You're already 10 years behind, honey chill. Long behind. The second children come out, babies, they start to make observations about their environment and they're taking everything in and they are learning. And you know the biggest teacher? Not what comes out of your mouth, not what you're telling your children to do and not do. It is you, your behavior. You set a good example for them. You want children to be respectful, yeah? And to respect others and you have to be respectful and you have to respect others. You can't go around fighting up on these clubs and think that your children are gonna be in schools and I won't be fighting people too. Hmm? As Kay Mannions would say, the apple don't fall far from the tree. Set the example that you wish your children to follow. This is a disgrace. It is an absolute shame and disgrace that the police are having to investigate a situation at Cayman of Bay involving multiple children assaulting a young man. And I'm ashamed to say it is not the first time. And these folks are Caymanian children. 
Let's get it together. Here's what the police said yesterday. What I'm going to say is um, I'm going to make an appeal to um, parents. Um, what we're seeing, we're seeing uh, many young uh, persons and, and mostly um, students from the schools are congregating at the Kemana uh, Bay um, on weekends, Fridays and Saturday nights. Um, and causing uh, a lot of problems. They're uh, having fights, damaging property um, at the location. What we're finding is that parents are actually dropping their children there at the location, going and leaving them um, unattended or un unsupervised. Um, and this is not everyone, but a lot of them cause a lot of problems. We've had a um, number of persons that have been um, assaulted um, which we, were, we, we have on investigation. I think the last incident that we are aware of was the 11th of December, uh, where a young man was assaulted there. Um, the matter is on investigation um, by the uniform, um, and those persons will be, will be um, dealt with accordingly. But this appeal again goes out to the parents. Please do not carry your children to any location, not only Cayman, Bay, and leave them unattended. Children unattended tend to get into mischief and get themselves in problems. All right, so parents be more, be more responsible. Do not use places like, like this to sort of mind your children um, on weekends. Uh, if your child is going there, stay with your child and leave with your child. Okay? When you say Thanks. children, I mean, are you talking teenagers here or we're talking, children? We're talking 10. Oh, right. And up to, yeah, 17 years old. But so, as young as 10? Yeah. Hmm. yeah which, is a, which is a serious concern for me, for us here at RCIPS. Yeah, because when they're 16, 17, it's more difficult. They go to the cinema, parents drop off. Yes. The incident that you're speaking about, have any arrests been made in uh, that incident as yet? Um, not as yet. It, it was actually, uh, when we look at it, it was, it was a common assault, which mm -hmm. was, is not arrestable, but um, we, have it, we have it on investigation. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, the, the young man did come in to us last week and the mother did come in, um, was supposed to come in today actually. Mm -hmm. But we, we are dealing with the mother and we're keeping, we're keeping her up to date and we're working with management of Kemana uh, Bay to try to resolve the, the issue. We did put additional officers down at Kemana Bay um, over the weekend, mm -hmm. uh, Friday night and Saturday night. This was separate apart from officers that we had at, at the function. Um, and that was to try to curtail or deal with any issues such as this. Uh, but we shouldn't have to, these are young kids. Mm -hmm. These are not police responsibility. These are responsibility of the parents, yeah? Okay. Thank you. So, so I'm clear. So the channel says once the kid hits 10, you can leave them at home. You can drop them off at the supermarket and pick them back up an hour later, two hours later. Like it's that, that's not the law. That, that, yeah. So then, obviously, parents could be prosecuted for just neglecting their children. Like this. It wouldn't come under neglect because neglect falls under different circumstances. Um, but certainly, but certainly, you you have the responsibility to look to. Make sure that your child is under your supervision mm -hmm. um, at, at all times. So you are responsible for your child. Mm -hmm. Until that child reaches the age of, of maturity or adulthood, you are responsible. No, 
So yes. I've seen it down there with young kids, with siblings, with probably older brothers and sisters. I've seen them being very confrontational with the security guards down there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I challenged parents one day, they were just picking them up in cars, just waiting outside, and the parents were quite argumentative and aggressive as well. Um, it, it's not a good situation to, to bring kids into. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, uh, let me be very, very clear, because towards the end, um, only one of the officers, uh, Mr. Brad, had on his mic. The um, English officer, I keep forgetting his name, my apologies to him, on the far right. In case you didn't hear what he said, he said that the parents and older children who were often there, like supposed to be controlling the younger kids, they themselves are getting aggressive, okay, when they're spoken to by security. Y'all heard that? Let me let me just what I'm, I'm gonna I'm just fast forward that bit again. You are Listen carefully. Um, I, I challenged parents one day, they were just picking them up in cars, just waiting outside, and the parents were quite argumentative. The parents, when picking them up, right? are quite argumentative themselves aggressive as well. um, and aggressive the, as well. That's what the officer just said. Let me break it to you, break it down to you in as simple English as I possibly can. In other words, you're all ignorant, just like your children. And that explains why your children ignorant too. Because it stems from you. So Dave says parents are not all the problem because talking alone don't grow this generation. When you look in the face as a parent and tell you straight up that you can't make them do what you want. Dave, what, 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 what? Say what? Which child would that be that you had been doing right by from day one? The problem is parents wait until it's too long to try and bend the tree. And then in order to mow that child, you need to break the damn tree. You need some serious, serious, <laughs> listen, there's a reason why you cannot wait so long. You need to start, like I said, from day one. Disciplining a child doesn't start when they're 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, because yes, then they got to be talking foolishness up in your face, but what are you going to do to them? Miss Brenda says it's a lack of brought up, see, as Caymanians would say. Diamond Princess says, I honestly feel that these kids should be held accountable. Oh, they will be. And I just want to clarify what the officer said about it not being an arrestable offense. That doesn't mean it's not a prosecutable offense, right? So they can be summons and they can go to court. Common assault is on the low bar. I don't know if what I saw was common assault, though, because that child now has some injuries. I think the prosecution needs to look at upping those charges from common assault to something else. Yeah? Real Deal says, I'm willing to bet that the parents of these children that did this brutal, brutal act are just as savage as their children. Well, that's what the officer just said, honey, chill. They sure are, Real Deal. He said it. In a proper English way, of course, they're aggressive. They're aggressive. In other words, they're acting like hooligans too, 
right? Real Deal says, unfortunately, too many children are just a consequence of a good time and weren't planned for. And it's always people who shouldn't be allowed to, uh, and it's always people who shouldn't be allowed to have a pet, um, much less a child. Mm-hmm. Alejandro says, this is sad and it makes me angry. Those students are a bunch of cowards. They need to go to jail. Smart enough to gang um, up on someone should be smart enough for street smarts behind bars and for parents to send them home after. Some of the parents need to be sitting in jail with the children. Not some, a vast majority of them. Cece says, especially the ones that are out there having a baby for a man, going mad people for a man, going mad people, when in fact the only person going mad is her carrying around another burden, not the stress-free living my best life. In other words, Cindy is saying that there's some girls on the streets trying to have children for competition for some man that is no good and don't, don't want you or your child. I mean, if you're going to try to compete for something, my God, try to compete for something that's worth it. He's not bringing nothing to the table. He's he not even got a job. You out here trying to push out your belly like that's some kind of trophy? Child, please, you should be ashamed of yourself is what it should be. Mm-mm. Real Deal says when a child doesn't have parents that are actively involved in their lives, they fill the void with whatever comes along pretending, whoever comes along pretending to be caring. Unfortunately, girls fall victim to this easily. And that is part of the problem, Real Deal, without a doubt. Miss Olive is in the house. She says, Miss Sandy, you're so on point. I grew uh, three daughters and that's how I tell them the raw truth and to my three sons equally the same raw truth. And thank God I've done a wonderful job this uh, thus far. I was a dumb young girl and I paid the cost so that the cost of that. Uh, so I use my life as examples to grow my children. Thank God I successfully grew three ladies and three gentlemen. Thank you, Ms. Olive. And just because you find yourself in a situation, young ladies, doesn't mean that there's not hope for you and you cannot turn this around, but it takes some effort now. You got to stop being out in these streets and wanting to dress up and the weave and the fake nails and everything else is more important than raising this baby that you now have. Yeah. Listen, you find yourself in an unfortunate situation. You've got to deal with it, but you need to man and woman up, step up to the plate and make your child your number one priority. And there will be sacrifices that you have to make. The good time life now gone. That's a sacrifice. Okay? Real Deal talks about the Yolanda Ford report. We've talked about it again and again and again. He says, but politicians aren't interested in dealing with the social ills of Cayman. Too busy worrying about votes. Let me say this, um, Real Deal. I agree with you up to a point because I think they need to be having some very honest and direct conversations with you, the people. But just like the police, there is only so much the politicians can do if the community members are not interested. So the community members need to recognize the importance of what is in that Yolanda Ford report. Some of y'all to this day, you hear me talk about all the time, you refuse to read the report and it is how many years old by now? You refuse to go to parenting classes. You refuse to do your part. So what do you expect the politician to do? 
other than tell you the truth, which like I said, most of them not prepared to tell you all the cold hard truth. They're not prepared to tell you how poor of a job uh, and the entire community, let's take some collective responsibility here, we are doing and we need to do better. Yeah. Because some of these politicians out here, they're worse than, <laughs> they're just as bad or worse in terms of being parents. They're out in the streets too, living their best lives, neglecting their children. And it's not like they're working hard on behalf of the country. They can't blame us for neglecting their own children. Yeah, they're fornicating, having all kind of side babies. Y'all know who you are, politicians. And all kind of foolishness, cheating on their wives, doing the most. How does that build a good community? Tell me the truth now. How does any of that behavior build a good community? Caller, is it your birthday today? <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, honey child. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad to know I'm re remembered by the people overseas. I'm, I miss her so. <laughs> I don't know why she don't come home. Anyhow, um, I went away and you was on top of that soapbox. I hope you changed the position where you say, this is, this is my spot here. Because you've been on that soapbox as I went out and come back and you're still on that soapbox. Same subject matter, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, you know. I don't know, because so many people telling us how to be parents nowadays. I got kind of trying to be a devocate, and that's my own word. Mm -hmm. So if, if you kind of get it, then you got it. And if not, um, it means devil's advocate. That's my word, devocate. Um, being a parent is so hard to begin with. Of course. And I don't, I don't blame my elected class for not helping me to babysit. That's not their job. It's not their responsibility. That's right. But I blame them for not being a light and an example, not mm. to me, but some people, even as adults, mm -hmm. cannot do the mature thing to um, delay gratification. Mm -hmm. And that's with anything, food, water, drink, um, little, you know, no, no, on this, you stand to talk about do, say, mm. little, they can't delay gratification. Mm -hmm. What I blame my, my politician for mm -hmm. is sitting down around a table and not getting the best deal for us Caymanians. And when it comes to generational Caymanians, you know, it's hard on that. Get the best deal for us. Mm -hmm. Because when we had a half decent deal, not that we ever had a perfect deal, but when we had a half decent deal, when we had little hope, when we had little faith in them, our children weren't running wild. You and I would have been in that lot. And I wasn't allowed to run wild. And I don't think you were allowed to run wild either. Because our parents, no matter how hard their lives were, no matter how they didn't have, they had hope for something better tomorrow or in five years' time. Let me be very but honest, our caller. Let me just stop you right there. Because, you know, on this show, um, I believe in complete honesty. And you and I had a little conversation over the week, um, over the weekend, a little bit about my mm -hmm. own family history, right? And this, this is something that I want to say to the people who are listening to this program, because I never sit in a position here on this program of judging other people from an uninformed position. And I say this, 
and I want to make it very, very clear. I understand the perils of bad parenting and growing up in certain situations because I myself am a product of that. I was running wild. I know the problem. Charlene, yes, I was running wild. Huh? I grew up in a situation, bad parenting, a father that shouldn't have never been with my mother because he had a wife of his own. Let's not pretend here. No, I'm not pretending, but no, no, no. Like I'm, I'm speaking for myself this morning. And I want everybody like to listen to what I have to say. Right? I don't get up, as you say, on my soapbox and speak because I have had a perfect life. I get up on my soapbox and I plead with my Caymanian people because I know the road. I know the path. And had it not been for the grace of God and say what you will about my father, Eurek Solomon, had he not seen that I need to get this child out of this environment for her to have a chance in this life. I would have just been another Caymanian statistics, drugs, teenage pregnancy, the whole works. At eight years old, I was being dragged around by siblings in the streets already. Girls home would have been my future. I'm telling the people of the Cayman Islands, I understand. My heart understands. My mind understands the struggle. And this is why when I say that we need to do better, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not asking things of you that are impossible. It's quite possible. Yeah. You just, you just need to love it. Number one, it's not everybody that has the hardest decisions to make. You just need to love your children enough. But number two, there is that hopelessness in this community now that I, I maybe as a young child, you, you, you stick on something and it may not be so. But I, but I believe I could see where the community had hope. They had faith in something and they had hope in perhaps the unseen and the unseen. believe that these children and the children who have children who are the parents could really see that hope. That's why I tell you all the time, you, you come here for something better. And today you're really exercising that, that soapbox and I appreciate it. So I know that, you know, it, it's not perfect. It's not perfect for me. It's everybody know my story up and down the street, back and forth to this home and the next home on my foot, hitching ride on a Saturday or Sunday, paying, paying taxi driver to carry me when I couldn't make it no further. And then, you know, the, 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 the shop in money for the next week or two is very, very short. But I did that. Mm -hmm. I know I've been there and I've done that. But, but again, we can't blame the police all 100% of the time. 
you got some without a heart. They shouldn't be working in certain situations. And we can't blame the politicians all the time. It's not their responsibility. Mm -hmm. Just, just like the police, for. we're sitting here busy blaming the police for all of our problems when we mm -hmm. are refusing to, to give, I mean, we're refusing to do our jobs. And then we want the police to do what? What are the police going to do other than arrest your children and lock them up in jail if they can do that much? And I mean, they can't do everything they want. And they shouldn't be able to because, you know, you got that one bad apple that's going to spoil the whole basket. So they, they shouldn't really be able to do what they want either because they're not going to look to do the best. But I, I, had, a long, I had, had a long history with police and intermittently I still do. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. You find one or two of them that they stick their arm through the fence and, and they hold that, then they can get their hand locked off at any time. And then you have another crew who, who couldn't care less, do nothing, or try to cover up. And they, they're not trying to cover up for you. You got judges who do, oh, massive. You got to see some of the judges gyrating, trying to get onto this fence with this situation and get over the fence with the next one, gyrating to help the children. And I see us parents in the courthouse because it was like I was out there every Friday. Mm -hmm. In the courthouse, the, the, the picnic coming with the pants down, cross the ties. The mm -hmm. shirt none away near tucked in. Mm -hmm. The hair is as it wants to be. And we, the parents, is standing up there with them. Yes, mm -hmm. it's, it's, this, this situation is all over the place. As you keep peeling the onion, you're going to weep more. You draw back. The parents Thank is out you, there. Cara. I really appreciate it. And, and um, you know, they stand up there and they, they don't even say when they go in and say, well, okay, mm -hmm. don't, go in, don't walk like that. Mm -hmm. don't, don't, do, don't do that. Uh-uh. We are, are out there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I think really a lot more can be done. Mm -hmm. And it's not government throwing money at um, children and family services because I really can't see how it is that they help that much. It's so much out of the book, but we need something out of the, our children need something out of the heart yeah and we need something out of the heart but also something in our heads to know that our children do wrong yeah i hear about that long time they carry children down came on a bay and they drop them off huh. and somebody else go and pick them up too and this 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 was a long time coming and such a pity that it got happened now and that at such a way that they they're beaten upon their one another but it was going to happen anyhow. So, um, you know, thank you very much for your so appreciate it. this morning. Thank you very much. Have bye -bye. a good birthday, my dear. I will. I'll be reading. I'll be reading. I'll be reading. All right. Thanks. <laughs> um, right, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's unfortunate people. And, you know, like I said, I want to really um, allow you all to understand exactly where I'm coming from. And that I speak from a position of understanding. Yeah. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hey, good morning. Morning, um, my dear. Yeah, I'm here again this morning. Mm -hmm. um, Sandy, this whole drop-off thing has been long before. Come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you this, my dear. I have always been an active mother in my kids' life. Mm -hmm. And I went to every game every game that I could possible. Once I'm on the island, I was scheduling my time off, even if it was an hour from lunch, to be around my kids with the name. I got to know who they're with, who the coaches are, and so forth. Now, this is almost 
probably what 20 something years now i came back i went to a game uh, this weekend for a basketball game and it's the same thing on a different level mm-hmm. the parents are nowhere to be seen no you can't even relate like those days where we i could always say well that that's um paulette's son or or that's and the daughter or whoever because we knew the parents because they were there so if anything happened we had eyes out to say well okay we're gonna report it to that parent because no you don't even know the parents you see the kids i see kids there i don't know i know they're local kids but you'd never see the parents whether it's mom or dad hardly ever out with, with the kids they drop them off for a babysitting service and then they come back and they pick them up it's not going to get any better like you say until we start to open our mind and stop one of the things that i know that i think we go wrong as parents is that we try or we want to be friends with our kids i have an old time thing i'm not going to be my i gonna love my kids to death but i am not going to be my kids friend because that's where it goes down that's where it goes on you have to be on another level you have mm-hmm. to be the parent that they can trust and come to and um you know open be real with your kids especially um teenagers you have to come to their level and 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 you know keep a level that you have to be open for open dialogue you know just keep up in pace with what they're doing and everything but you got to know where your children are 24/7 there's no way that you're going to tell me you're going to drop a child off at 8 o'clock or in the night and then you want to pick them up to have a clock in the night from wherever that's that just not right that just not right and until we start to really see how serious it is become now the police are not there to to babysit or 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 to train our children that's our job god has lent them to us remember he has lent them to us to bring up in the way that is right so we have to you know keep that a, a, as our responsibility All right, just saying. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. <sighs> What a mess. Mm-mm-mm. I'm just really um begging and pleading uh with parents, like I said. I have had the worst and the best of both worlds in a way. So, I fully comprehend the difference that good parenting can make. I'm not just saying it because I've read it in a textbook and I have a conceptual idea of how this could actually make a difference in the lives of your children. Folks, I speak from a position of personal knowledge and understanding. Yeah? I know. I know. I know. Okay? First hand, I get it. I've experienced it. I was young enough that a very firm parenting approach and trust me, it went from one extreme to the next was able to make a difference in my life and that's what was needed at that time. If you start younger than 8 and 9 years old, you don't have to be probably as firm. But you have got to understand parents it is ultimately up to you only so much the politicians can do 
like I said, I blame them for what for their own behavior, for their shenanigans, because enough of them creating dysfunctional families themselves. Mm-hmm. They they come from some of them come from good homes and they end up being involved in broken families, having all these outside children because they think they're somebody, they've arrived, especially the men, they don't care. They're, you know, it's all about appearances for them. And every single one of them out there who's consistently cheating on their wives. Some of them lucky enough that they're not getting nobody pregnant. Some can't even do that. They're getting people pregnant. They're all over the place. They have daughters and the daughters and sons eventually going to be looking at your behavior one day and they will be impacted by that. Part of the reason why a lot of them can't speak to these things and tell you the truth is because they would have to put their business on the line because y'all know what, what they're doing. Some of y'all have the video footage and the evidence to prove it. And I'm talking about current MPs too, right? So they can't speak to the, because it would be moral duplicity. So they better off just keep their mouths shut. They can't speak to, wow, we need strong families. We need men who are going to be good husbands first and foremost. We need men who are going to be good fathers to their children who are going to support. They can't speak to it because they themselves are not doing it. This is not a point of contention. I'm just telling you, these are the facts. I see Nathena talking about uh, women who get pregnant with children um, and the men not owning their children, how this contributes to poor parenting and mothers and siblings supporting these men. uh, And it's a bad trend. I hear you, Nathena. And I have seen it happen in this community over and over and over again. So much so. And it's nothing new, by the way, but so much so that some of these men have children before they settled down and had a proper wife, and they have never been allowed to own that child. The wife forces them and her family forces them to only acknowledge the children of the marriage. And if you don't think that that has decimated enough Caymanians, y'all are crazy. There are children in this community, now adults and even grandparents and parents, who've walked around with an identity crisis their entire lives because they don't know who they for. Y'all hear me? When you ask them who your mama is, they might know the mama because kind of hard to hide from her. But when you say who, who your papa is, who your dad is, they don't know or they can't claim them or whatever. What a sad indictment on us as a so-called Christian country in particular. Caller, good morning. Good morning, Sandy. How are you, my dear? I'm good, thank you. I just tuned into a little bit of your conversation mm-hmm. um, with respect to, to, to the madness, quite frankly, that's going on. I'm not even that old, mm-hmm. and I still grew up in an era where I still had, call it fair, respect, I don't care, put any word you want on it. Part of the problem is that, you know, we, we, we've strayed away from this idea that somebody else can correct our children. That's another part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I walked home from school from wherever the bus dropped me off. Um, and I walked home. And I was on the straight and narrow. You know, my uniform was looking as good as it did when I went to school. 
I would my, mm. my my skirt wasn't zipped open. My shirt, my, my my skirt hanging hanging open. My belt hanging open. I looked as good as I did when I went because first of all, I had respect for myself because that was something that my parents instilled in me. Mm-hmm. But also, just the odd chance that I would run into Mister This or Miss That, you know, or anybody even mm-hmm. driving in a car, called it out the window and said, "Fix your clothes." Mm-hmm. You know, I fixed my clothes. Mm-hmm. I fixed my clothes because I the odd chance that I don't know who it was in the car that they hollered for me to fix my clothes means that they may not, might not have knew who I was directly, but indirectly knew who I was connected to and would make their way to my parents somehow and say, you know, I saw her, what my grandma say, with her clothes hanging by the eyelid. Mm-hmm. You know, I was cautious to say nice things, good things, no bad words, not getting into any trouble because whether it were my parents or somebody else's parents, I just knew that I had to conduct myself. Mm. But we, we've moved so far away from this idea of you can, children can't even be corrected in school anymore. Mm-hmm. Because we have a whole prison system dedicated to people who simply cannot follow rules. Who simply cannot follow rules, but it goes absolutely hand in hand and ties in directly to what you said. And I actually, I don't resent your comments, but we talk about these absent fathers or we talk about these uninvolved fathers. You've got a lot of uninvolved mothers. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of uninvolved mothers and you've got a lot of mothers who are leaving their children to the mercy of hmm. everyone else, the community, mm-hmm. the world, their helpers, their, 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 um, you know, giving their responsibilities over to third parties and, and hoping, and I'm, I'm going to say hoping because the best person to take care of my children if I'm capable. I mean, obviously their situation, mental health and, and the like that may not allow me to, to be the best parent that I can be. But that is not, I would say in the vast majority of cases, that's not the situation. Mm-hmm. It's just irresponsibility, irresponsibility. And there's nobody to hold these people accountable. You have a grandmother that steps in, you have an aunt, an uncle, grandparents, you mm-hmm. have, you have somebody who's willing to step in and, 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 and do this and the child the example of, of a friend of mine said to me you know um children have two examples children will always have or a child will always have two examples in their life mm. um and those examples are their parents whether they're present or absent mm-hmm. and it never made any sense to me and i said to myself well how on earth could an absent parent be an hmm. example mm-hmm. you know how could they be an example and i said and and I and I and I absolutely agree and understand it. Right? And, I mean, I implore all parents to step up, do the mm-hmm. right thing, do the right thing by your children. But I also implore parents who think that they're parenting their children. Parent is more than parent. I keep telling people, parenting is a noun and a verb. Mm. Noun being what you are, and verb being what you do. You know, I mm. agree with that. That first, that caller right before me who said she has no desire to be friends with her children. She is their parent first and she loves them. My, my, my father used to say in our house, parenting is a dictatorship, not a democracy. We practice in democratic and participatory parenting with people who have never been parents. What foolishness is that? Mm-hmm. We stayed away from the, because I said so. Now we are, we're, Woman, I'm just flying around with these children, and 
we say no, and then we allow them one inch, and they take 10 miles, because in my day, it was one inch, you take a mile, that was one inch, and they take 20 miles. They do as they like, and I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, I've never been allowed as a child, even up until I was actually 17, to go to be dropped. I, I wasn't in the era of the Kamana Bay, but um, to get dropped off somewhere, and my parents going to... I went to the cinema. My dad waited outside, parked off, and waited outside. Because, in his opinion, it was no place for me. And if I was going to watch a movie, that was what I was doing. I was going home. But mm-hmm. now this idea that we got to hang out. we got to hang out. I have friends who say to me, you know, on any given weekend, I'll have seven children piled up in my house, but I'd rather them be here and I know what they're doing than be out there and have no clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. We need to come back to our... Come back to where 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 we came from. People, yeah. talk, I heard you. Say well, I, I don't I don't know, but listen. The truth of the matter is, caller. Sometimes we don't need to go back to where we came from. We need to do better. We need to do better than the ones before us. Because if yeah. we go back to where we came from, we're in trouble. Because some of us came from very troubled situations. This is my point. That this has been going on for a very very long time, and some of us have been fortunate to have good parents, and others have not. Agreed. But that is incumbent upon the individual. Yes. That's right. And the individuals, the premier says community builds country. Well, what builds community? (laughs) We need need to step back another step. What builds community? Families build community. And what builds families? Individuals build families. So when the individuals are broken and when they come from multiple generations of chaos and dysfunction, you know, no, we don't, I don't it's going to just continue to, down the road. I don't think that we have the emotional maturity to recognize this function. But we need to get there. We, we listen, we may, we may not all have it, but this, this is what I'm going to say to people. And this is why sometimes it is um, really important that I use myself as a real world example. Mm-hmm. You can get there. You can start out from anywhere in life and you can get there. Mm-hmm. You can come from total chaos and total dysfunction, and you can get there. But we have to prepare people for that, and we have to precisely. Well, how, how are we going to prepare people? These are the questions that we need to be asking. You have to first acknowledge it, right? Yes, that's true. You can't fix what you don't acknowledge, and I mean, this is a this is a, a deep and wide conversation where. Um, you know, we go back, just think back. This, we're seeing a, in my opinion, a rise in sexual assault. We're seeing a rise in sexual assault, sexual assault perpetrated against children. We have a history in this country, and I can tell you, your phone lines are going to ring up when I say this. We have a history in this country that is steeped in incest. We have an mm-hmm. entire disease dedicated to mm-hmm. incest. It's called mm-hmm. Cayman Ataxia. Mm-hmm. Cayman Ataxia. We have one of the most prevalent, not so much now, although there are still very much cases. Yes, I think I think we have one remaining adult that has it. And then once that person dies off with no further offspring, we shouldn't have any more cases child, of it. I know of a child who is under 13 who has Cayman Ataxia. I know of a child. Mm-hmm. Who has and 
and when they when they tracked it back, this child, it's like their parents, great great grandparents were related. These things matter. These things matter, you know. And but like I said, you can't fix what you don't acknowledge. Nobody was coming forward when Uncle Joe was touching um, Mersu, his niece. Nobody came forward when John was molesting and impregnating his daughter. We kept it. We swept it under the rug. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we did all. So we have a history steeped in, in pretending like it didn't exist, mm-hmm. covering it up and victim blaming, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And, and th- but those are the same people who we are looking to as examples and saying, oh, I want to be like Grandpa Joe. Really? There's so much about them, but like I said, I'm gonna leave you there. You cannot All right. what you do not acknowledge. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Okay, we have a caller who has joined us on um WhatsApp. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hi, good morning, it's Sunday. Good morning. Oh, this is my first time calling on your program. Appreciate it. Sorry, but I listen all the time. So okay. This is a very, very, very good topic. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the the, 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 the the topic of parenting, the mothers, yes, they have a heavy load to carry if they are a mother. Mm-hmm. But I think I heard somebody say the fathers, fathers are supposed to be involved in their children's life. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. if the father do not choose to involve? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You just have to take up that role and you cannot play the father role, but at least you can set some example. Yes. I am a mother of six kids. They are mm-hmm. all grown now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a grandmother. And I didn't grow my children very easy. Not very easy. Because yes, I made bad choices mm-hmm. in my younger days. Mm-hmm. My first child when I got pregnant, the, the, the father told me how much he wanted a child and I got pregnant. The day I tell him, I did not see him again for 38 years. Mm-mm. Right? Now wow. my son is an adult making the best of life. Yes, they do wrong sometimes, but the wrongs that they do, I correct them immediately. As you said, I nip it in the bud. I have one son that was going down the wrong path. And if people listening to me now and they might say, you are, are you was a wicked mother? Yes, I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. But guess what? What I did, it benefited me and also my son. He was going down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. And when I find out what he was doing, it was a criminal hack. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing any gun or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. from what he was doing, he probably might soon get a gun. And mm-hmm. I stopped it by allowing the police to hold him. Mm-hmm. But he go to court and he got sentenced. When he got sentenced, I cry, mm-hmm. literally cry. But I did it. And him said, him don't have no mother. And him hit me and all of these things. I said, thank you. But what he was doing, he was doing with a crew of five of them. And after I, after in their prison, the other four still went on their journey doing what they were doing. They went to Westmoreland in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And they did something. And the people of Westmoreland chop up all four of them and kill them. Mm-hmm. My son was the only one that wasn't there because I put him in jail. And mm-hmm. at that point, when he found out that his cronies was dead, he told me, say, me are the best mother in the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, him do the one year and six months in prison. Mm-hmm. And him come out now 
I raise my hand to God is my best child. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? My grow my daughters, I give mm-hmm. them, I tell them it right like oh, it is. I don't tell them about, like when my mother used to tell me, which boy trouble you. I give them the raw medicine. Sometimes if we wait for the father them, we children reach nowhere. My baby father them is just donors. Mm-hmm. They donated the children to me and go. Mm. Right? So I have one son first and then I take up a man and say, okay, me, I want him to help me with that one. But anyways, he help give me four more. Mm. I didn't have much sense those days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just out there doing what, and when people say, you know, she said, your baby father, this, my customer tell him that's my baby father. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. man put me out on the side, speak to them. Mm-hmm. I'm still end up have one more daughter. Mm. This is when I decide that I have to buckle up my belt and I have to do what I have to do for my children. Wow. And remember, tell you, struggles, fantapas, struggles, but I hold on to principle. And mm-hmm. the same principle I try to install in my daughter, mm-hmm. daughters, because I want them to become good women, I do it to my son. My mm. son slapped his girlfriend once upon a time because he was with his friends and all of this. Slap him girlfriend. I'm here mm-hmm. crying. I ask her, what happened? She said, slap her. Mm-hmm. I go back where he was with his friends. Mm-hmm. I give him a slap. Mm-hmm. Up until today, dear, 39 years after, him call me sometime and say, Moms, you know, sometimes I still hear that slap the way I slap me and my ears are ring. <laughs> I said, Never ever mm-hmm. put your hand on a woman's daughter. Mm-hmm. Never do that, and he never do it again. Now he's a married man doing his own business. My children are successful. I am proud. I grow them alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I hold on to principles. I don't leave them with nobody. I don't bring them for no holidays. Nothing. I run curfew on my children. Them can't tell me when to search them draw. Them can't tell me when to search them bag. Them mm-hmm. say you never have phone that much, so they never have no phone to search. Mm-hmm. Right? So sometimes we as mothers, we have to stand up. We have to, yes, it's hard. I know it's hard if you are even inexperienced, but I use the mistake that I make in my life to correct my children' mistake. Unfortunately, I lost one of my son, not because he was a bad person, mm-hmm. not because he was a gunman, not because he was a robber, but because he refused to mm-hmm. be a bad person. Mm. Right? They kill him. And he left me with a son. And that son I am growing now. Mm-hmm. He's 15 and I am trying my best. Mm-hmm. You know, it hurts sometimes. I'll give you a little short story before I go. Mm-hmm. One evening I was coming from work on Walker's Road. Mm-hmm. I saw two students walking, a girl and a boy. Mm-hmm. His son was very hot, so I stopped and give them a ride. Both of them get in the back of my car. Mm-hmm. And I was driving, and I was like, how was school today? And you know, they said, school was okay. Then I hear this, come behind me, I spin around and I look. The both of them hug up in the back of my car, and I sit up. I stopped my car, and I said to me, I said to them, I said, listen, young man and young lady, as you can see, I am an adult. I gave you a ride. Mm-hmm. This is not your honeymoon session. You're going to sit in my car as a child until I let you out. Then I don't know what you're going to do. But you never dare not do that in my car. Mm-hmm. You are a child coming from school in your uniform. Respect mm-hmm. your uniform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, ma'am. Sorry, ma'am. I said, okay. And I continue and I let them off in town. 
They say, thank you. And I say, you are welcome. And be a good boy and a good girl now. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we have to, we have to even be, we have to help grow other people, children. Mm-hmm. We can't just mm-hmm. leave them to, oh, it's not my child, blah, blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. We have to help. You understand? And yes. I love your topic this morning, Miss Sandra. Trust me, it brings me right back mm. to where I am coming from with minds and how I grow my children, how I try mm. my best. Oh, I suffer and struggle. And today I can lift my hand to God and say, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't have no children giving me no form of problem. No, I'm a grandmother. Well, I only help with the mm-hmm. grandchildren. I'm not taking up the responsibility. Yes. Thank you so much, Carla. So, Appreciate it. You have a wonderful day, man. Thanks. You too. So we do have a caller who's on the phone line. And I, I think someone's actually calling us through WhatsApp Messenger. We're going to try to see if we can grab that call as well. So, um, caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Um, <clears throat> loving the topic. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that there's, there's, I'm only getting like the female perspective. So I just wanted to give a male perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to, I hope, I hope it wasn't lost with that previous caller, the, the, the Jamaican lady who just called in just now. I hope it wasn't lost. Mm-hmm on the listeners that yes you know life isn't perfect we all make mistakes right Mm -hmm. but it's the women that choose the men Mm -hmm. right i mean i've heard it growing up i've seen it for myself i mean i've i mean it happened to me i guess i'm not embarrassed to say it but you know it's like you know, here's a nice guy, you know, he works hard, takes care of his family, takes care, you know, not the best looking guy, but, you know, he'll really provide to you the two you should go out. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. Well, girl, he a dog, he dangerous, don't go near him, you know, he this and that, and that's the one that they choose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And then when, you know, the child comes and he's nowhere around, you know, why this happened to me and I didn't have sense and, you know, why I can't find a good man and all of that, right? So I mean, I, I think as I think as women, right? Like women need to make better choices. And I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it's sort of, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because you do have some girls that come from dysfunctional families, like that's all they've seen. So that's what they've mm-hmm. out of their their choice of meal too. But yeah. thing. But um on the other point that the caller is about raising other people's children. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I know of a time where, you know, you couldn't be rude and the neighbors find out or, or somebody that knew your mommy mm-hmm. find out because if they report at the moment, you get, you get beat when you go home. Yes. Now you can't do that. And now it's like you talk too hard to somebody else, child, the mother and the father. Want, well, most of the mother. The mother won't cuss you out. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But don't talk to my child that way. You know, you whatever, 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 you know, I mean, you guys set an example, I mean, I remember when my mother took me to school, when I, when I was in primary school, she didn't do it when I was older, right, but she introduced herself to all of my teachers, and not saying that this is something that should be done, but mm-hmm. it was the message that she drove home, she told all of my teachers, so like, if you ever have to, if you ever have to beat him, let me know, he knows what coming to me, he knows what coming to him when he come home. Right, so the message was clear that I couldn't mess up. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be rude to anybody. I couldn't act up to anybody because whatever I got at school, I was gonna get it at home. Mm-hmm. Anyway, loving the topic. Just wanted to add my two cents. Have a nice day. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. 
All right. And we do have a caller. I think this, hopefully you can hear them. Morning caller. Hello. Soka, are you there? I, I hear you. Can you hear me? I think she was trying to call in. Hello. All right. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Remember I'm on air. So I have multiple people calling from different locations. We can take WhatsApp calls with the way we have our board and stuff organized. We can take, so some people are calling me on different numbers via WhatsApp. So if you've got my private number, that's where this call is coming in now. You can call WhatsApp on the other number. So we can have you on at both times. You can call straight line. Somebody was calling me through Facebook Messenger, but I don't think they realized that they were actually on air. But yes, caller, morning. Hello, caller. Hello, Sandy. I just yes, wanted to, <laughs> to give a joke. I remember in the days going by 70s, 80s, already, you know, we didn't have any mobile phones. And I remember if something had happened on the road from school, before you got home, your parents knew about it. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know how they got that news so quick, but mm -hmm. that just goes to show what that. That's what the mall road was quickening then, child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought about that. And I'm saying that I people say, well, how you know that? How you know? There was always eyes out there. And if it wasn't mm -hmm. somebody, cousin so and so or cousin so and so mm -hmm. would ride to the parents' house because most of the time maybe you didn't have a car mm -hmm. or drive there. And you would know your mother and father would know exactly what you what took place. So you know, communications were 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 available there mm -hmm. um too. So yeah, you just we wish that we can you know, just have that, you know, same type of um, society. But like you say, we can't go back in time. So let's mm -hmm. move forward and do what we, you know, can do to help each other and go back uh, in a sense of but raising um, the village, raising our children. I just thought of that. Okay. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, we can't, we can't go backwards in time, but I do believe that there's a lot that we can do. Um, as it relates to how to fix things. So good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandra. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I am grateful. Very um, good. Sandra, I'm listening to your topic. And I think this is so important, especially at this time of the year. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the whole culture in Cayman has changed. And what we grew up with, I say we as those in my age group, um, that's all lost. Mm -hmm. I can remember, you know, growing up, we were from school. Dad had dropped us to school, but, um, you know, as we were going to different schools, mm -hmm. we couldn't pick everybody up. But, you know, those that live closer to home, we walked home. And I can, and I'm going to call her name because I love to give people credit and praise and people who stand out in my life because they were great influences. I can remember walking home from school, my siblings and I, and Mama Jean, that's Jean Ramon, um, especially her, because, you know, I think everybody can look at her and, you know, take their hat off to her for the job she has done raising, I think, five boys on her own. And every reason to be proud of every one of them. And she would always be there. And then she saw us. You know, she always called to us, spoke to us, 
if it was raining, she would say to her boys, come here. She would give them umbrellas, okay, walk them home and come right back. And, you know, they couldn't even stay for a minute to dry off. Mm -hmm. They had to go right back home. And like I said, that is something I hold on to. And the rest of her family were like that. But of course, they knew who we were. And they just looked out for us. And that's how all of the parents were back in that time. Now, you know, if we did anything wrong, as that previous caller said, before we got home, our mother knew it. Mm -hmm. And she would be waiting by the kitchen door, you know. But she had a completely different method of disciplining us than our father did. Mm -hmm. She used the rod, okay? And I said that to say this. A lot of times we think that our parents might be being harsh, cruel, spiteful, whatever. Um, and I'm going to say the privilege, because it was when my mother was dying, I had the privilege of sitting there with her and talking to her. She could only talk in a whisper. And I remember one day someone came to visit and we were in a conversation. We didn't even realize she'd heard just talking about stuff. And it got to the part, you know, where I said growing up, I really resented, you know, the talk of punishment. And I said, I, I hated that, you know, and I said, because of that, I made a promise. That's not the way I would discipline my child. I would use another method.
hear me. Um, let me just check a few things here. Yes, I can. Yeah, bizarre. Because all of a sudden, right in the middle of that call, people could not hear audio. Okay, how are you? I'm doing great. And how are you? Good, thanks. Um, so I'm not going to touch on the parenting aspect of the conversation because I think you, it has been dealt with extensively. Mm -hmm. um, however, the loitering aspect at Kimana Bay, um, I'm just wondering how difficult that would be um, to prove loitering because um, the, the, the facility is designed for maybe not that word, but for recreational activities. And um, uh, I'm just wondering how difficult it would be mm -hmm. to say that our children are lightering as against enjoying the, um, the, the facilities that is, that, that is designed for recreational activities. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So, um, folks, yes, I'm not sure what just happened there. Um, strange. I uh, haven't done anything differently on this end in terms of audio, but I do see your notes. Um, so Facebook folks are saying that they can hear me. Let me just check. Yeah, I. this is just one of those quirky things now where it's difficult for me to explain. Because um, I certainly have not made any changes. And so I'm not sure what happened. We had multiple calls coming in from different locations. So I was picking up on those calls. Um, so Facebook is back, but I don't know what's going on with radio. Um, let me just see here. So yeah, it's it's bizarre because if I don't change anything, you don't really, you don't really um, you know, expect anything to change um, in the sense that, you know, it should just be working seamlessly like everything else. All right. So let me just, um, hopefully you guys can hear us back on radio. I don't know what's going on back on Facebook, but no sound on radio. All right. So radio, 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 what's going on in radio? It's hmm. strange. Um, so I've just changed the radio setting, which I shouldn't have to. So that's bizarre. This is the quirky things that I'm telling you that just happens that I'm at a loss for explaining. That one's got me. No clue what's going on. Okay. Um, there you have it. 936 Bobo is the telephone number, folks. Uh, let me just see. All right. Um, so let's grab this call. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello. Uh -oh. um, hi, caller. Good morning. Oh gosh, looks like I'm having to give all sorts of permissions. This is the first WhatsApp call on this phone since we've set it up. Morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra Kim. 
How are you? Not too bad. This is Kenneth Ryan speaking. Morning, morning, morning. I just want to use some of your show to wish everybody a happy Christmas and a happy new year when it comes. And I wish them well. I hope Santa brings them all the presents that they want. Mm -hmm. And I hope 2023 is going to be an exciting new year for everybody with um, some levels of prosperity and success. And I know we've had a hard 2022, but I think 2023 is going to be a lot better. And I just wish everybody a good holiday spirit. Obviously, don't forget the purpose of Christmas, which is Jesus Christ and the birth of Jesus Christ. So I just want to say happy Christmas to everybody and to you as well and you and your daughter. And Thank your you very much. Hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Christmas. I appreciate you it. you better buy your daughter loads and loads and loads of presents. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, she's going to be getting uh, a few. <laughs> But thank you. Really appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. Thank you very much. God bless. All righty. Okay, folks. So I, again, I was sitting here trying to still figure out um, exactly what was going on there. Um, not really sure, to be honest. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello, honey child. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Nice. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Amelia, j- just just one second for me, um, because they're saying they can't hear. You. Keep keep talking. I might need to adjust something else. Keep talking. saying parents you need to take a stand parents you need to get involved in your children's lives Mm -hmm. you need to know where they are what they're doing who they're hanging out with because they can act like a sin at home and a totally different person when they are out from your eyes. Mm -hmm. So parents, I am asking you all to to get involved in your kids' lives. Mm -hmm. See where Mm -hmm. they're hanging out. Your kids should not be coming home 10, 11 o'clock at night, especially young children. You should have you know where your kids are, that they're in their rooms, they're in the house at a certain time of night. 
Mm-hmm. You don't want to tie them down and coop them down, but what business does a 9, 10, 11 year old have out on the street 9, 10, at least 10, 11 o'clock at night? None at all. Mm-hmm. That shows that you're, they should you're, be, they you're should be a, in there. They should be in their bed sleeping. You, you, exactly. you remember um, back in the day when we used to watch, um, I think it was CBS says they had a thing about, do you know where your children are at 10 o'clock at night? My aunt always used to chuckle at that. She's like, 10 o'clock at night? You know where your children mm-hmm. are? You better know where the hell mm-hmm. your children are at 6 o'clock in the evening? Or 3 Thank o'clock you. from when they get off the school Thank bus? You. Growing up, we could not do that. Mm-hmm. We were not allowed to do that. Child, I don't, I don't know anything those. about being a, a latchkey kid because in my household, that wasn't allowed. But, you know, some people, unfortunately, didn't have a choice. They had to, to have a little key and, and get home and they were on their own. But, you know, parents have to recognize, again, I keep talking about this fact that children are not, their brains are not fully developed till, till at least they're 25 years old. If we know that, why are we leaving teenagers to themselves? All they're doing is getting in trouble. Thank you. Sitting down watching Thank porn, you. smoking cigarettes, hanging Thank out with you. other children their own age who are encouraging them to do badness and all kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. But, yes, I it mean, the, so the parental involvement is needed from the onset from day one. Yes, and, and I, and I, sure. I honestly think that, and again, this is just my opinion. People can certainly agree or disagree. I honestly think that if you start early and you start firm and you do not waver in your position, as they get older, the necessity to even do certain things in public, that it is embarrassing for a child to be chastised in public or as you say, boxed in public. That is very, very embarrassing, right? I think the chances of that happening are far less if you are doing what you need to do from the onset, from day one, because your child knows not to even try you. I mean, I'm telling you, yeah. I never had a public moment with my aunt because I was so fearful of her because she did but not, that, that she did thing. not cut. Listen, she wasn't joking Sadie, with nobody. That is the thing. Now, now I, I also want to go on, I also want to go on record as saying this, and I, I think that a lot of Caribbean People will probably disagree with me when they say, oh, I'm not my child's friend. I think that you can actually do both. This, is, this to me, is a matter of balance. In fact, you should be your child's best friend where they come to you voluntarily <laughs> with anything. And I don't, I don't believe in ruling with fear. I believe in ruling with respect. And they are two very, exactly. very different things. I grew up in a home where my aunt ruled by fear. I was afraid of her right? Being afraid of her versus being afraid of consequences are also two very, very different things. And I see nothing wrong with you being your child's best friend. But that does not mean that you cannot simultaneously be a great parent. And you can't set rules and boundaries and limitations for them. And in fact, you need to teach them as a parent how friends should treat them. Right. That yep. you listen, your friends mistreat you. They abuse you. That's not the, that's not a good friend. That's not the caliber not of person friend. that you want. But at the exactly. same time, if your friend cares about you and they see you doing something wrong, they're able to have a conversation with you and say that's wrong. What what you're doing right now. That's what a real friend is. And so I know Caribbean people don't like the concept of, well, I'm not my child's friend because a friend means I got to be cloaking up with them and doing wrong with them. No, 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 no. That's not what a good friend is. 
That, no, that's, that's, that's the same thing exactly. I tell these politicians. They'd be getting upset with me. I said, listen, honey child, if I didn't care about you and care about this country, I would let you run your, your little train right into the mountain. But when True. someone does True. care, they will take the time to say, you know what? You've made a misstep here. You're getting this wrong. Yep. You need to listen. Yep. There you have it. Wish they have a problem with doing. Yeah, well, you know how that goes, honey, Jim. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Millie. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. God bless. Okay, there. All right. Nathina says, boy, Sandy, this topic is on fire. Alejandro says, and some parents lack interest to learn their children's peers and the parents as well. Yes. I mean, I had a parent recently, uh, you know, and I think these are good parents. You know, I don't have any issues. There's nothing that makes me think that um, the, the children that, that my daughter is hanging out with, that these parents are not good parents. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt until I see something different. But I did um, see a parent said something to me that kind of made me chuckle. She's like, oh, you know, you can just um, drop off your daughter and leave her for half a day or whatever. And I was like thinking in my brain now, drop off who? Who? Who going to drop who? And drop where? No, 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 Bobo. No, 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 TD. That's not happening. That's not going to happen. And as parents, we need to stop this drop off business. I know you want to break, you know, how I keep telling you stop having so many damn children introduce birth control into your lives. Cause when you got 50 million children, you get stressed out and you need a moment to yourself. Yeah. I only got the one and there are just some days that I'm like, Oh my God, the incessant talking and conversations. And you know, we, we, we got to, as uh, my husband, and I got a tag team. Some Saturdays, this past Saturday, he took her most of the day so I could have some adulting time and I could sit down with some of my adult friends without a six-year-old present and have adult conversations and have my three, four-hour um, lunch where we could talk and we could reconnect, right? There are times that he needs a little moment. He's going to go sit down by his BFF and they got to talk whatever men talk about. So you go ahead. You have th this is why having you no longer have the village, but you better try and, and at least have somebody there that can give you a ha hand that you can trust with your child because you're going to need those breaks. Yeah, Miss Brenda says, My mom always said to punish the crime when it takes place, it certainly worked with us. Yeah, you can when it comes to punishment, you can. Oh, yeah, we're gonna deal with that later on. You nip it, you deal with it in the here and the now. Like anything else? Oh my gosh. The poor police. Yesterday they had a press conference and they were talking about what they're doing because y'all, the police not doing nothing. And again, my question to you is what do you expect the police to do to prevent crime? That's your job. Try to stop raising criminals. Hmm? That's what y'all need to do. The police will be there to try to arrest your little criminals now and put them in jail for as long as they can. And there's, yes, they're not perfect. Nobody's sitting here saying, oh yeah, they're doing a bang up job. But I can tell you right now, if you go back and listen to the press conference tomorrow, and I think we'll air it on, um, I'm away for the next couple of days, um, starting really Thursday and Friday primarily. But I think that the police... Um, and when they talk about how much manpower is needed just to review CCTV footage and what they have to do uh, legally to make a positive identification of someone and all these things. And at the same time, they still need the community to come forward because some of y'all know that these are your children 
who are criminals robbing these businesses, robbing individuals, and y'all cloaking them up still in their wrongdoing. Now the, the government, the governor, the premier, and the um, leader of the opposition have come forward and said, we need to step up the plate. We're going to add a little extra money because some of y'all motivated by nothing else but money, a $100,000 reward for you to help the police. Isn't it a sad indictment on us that we need money to do the right thing? We shouldn't need money to do the right thing. But we live in a world where on a daily basis, I see the erosion of our legal fiber or social and moral fiber, everything. And you guys sit and argue with me on social media. Yesterday was another hot day in case you missed it, honey child. All over Facebook arguing with me about why these Cubans who are working illegally in our streets are okay to work illegally. And when I message some of the people I see commenting on here, some Caymanian young business owners and say, what kind of bullshit you talking about on this post? Oh, I just joking. You can't see the sarcasm. I said, not only do I not see the sarcasm, but all the people liking your comment, your stupid and ridiculous comment, right? Also don't see your sarcasm. Anything for a few likes, even when it's on the wrong side of things. It's like, come on. They're working illegally. How is that any different than anyone else who comes here and work illegally? Oh, I must only call out English people who are trying to take your jobs. No, the law is the law. And we're all subject to it. Nobody is above the law. Not a President Trump and not the Cubans who come here as migrants. Right? Where does the lawlessness end? You allow them to loiter and beg on the streets. Y'all defend that. You allow them to go out there working without a work permit when the government is spending $3 million a year to take care of them. And then I'm the one who's the problem. I'm the one who y'all are trying to gaslight and make feel bad. Well, you know, you have y'all have to really understand. I sit here in this mom standing, but I stand here in this studio every single day and I take a position whether y'all like it or not. I'm not here to make friends with you. If you don't like it, change the station and listen to something else. There's lots of Christmas music that might be right up your alley, might be your flavor of the day. But I'm speaking the truth and I'm speaking things that we need to address to improve the outcome of this country. Every single person, and trust me when I tell you, I don't care if you're joking who has commented on this post about Cuban people working and you're okay with that, telling people must mind their own business. Excuse me? Y'all have lost your damn mind. What happens in this country, especially illegal shenanigans and going on, is my business. And it's the business of the person who witnessed it. And it's the business of everyone in this community who cares about this country. Y'all have some nerves and you're lucky that that I got a little bit of sense because I would be telling y'all something else this morning. Morning, caller. Morning, Sandra. How are you? Sure. These people makes me vex y'all with their foolishness, but I'm good. Anyways, this is what I'm calling about. Because about yesterday's topic, 
I realized that most of the people that comment on that mm-hmm. the nationals with Cayman papers or Honduran. Oh, of maybe course. what they need to do if they don't want to follow the law, catch the Cayman areas back to their country. Yeah. Honduras is in the mess it in today. Right. And their criminal activities are running to another man country now. Yeah. Right. And they want to, they want to destroy our country the same way, apparently. Yeah. But it's slackness. I'm sorry to say the government we how they're representing us need to be taken out. And I guess new ones need to be selected, but selectively. Hmm. Because what we put in there don't do nothing for us. They're not beneficiary to us. They're there to help themselves and their family. And I don't care who like it this morning. Because hmm. this Tatum, they can't move from Cayman. Hmm. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm flabbergasted, and and the caller's right that a lot of those people, you know, I see the names, and it's so funny because these are not people who engage in any sensible conversation when we're talking about crime and abuse and all these other things. They're not engaged in those conversations. Then they have the nerve. This is what I like, right? When they have the nerve to say, "Well, why are we talking about the cost of living in this country?" You idiot! And I'm going to use that word and call you what you are, we talk about that all the time. But you don't pay attention to this platform. So you wouldn't know what the hell we talking about. You only jump onto this one conversation, right? And you think deflection, like what we saw earlier. Oh, well, why aren't you talking about this? We talk about those things, honey child. But you are not here for the conversation because you are not someone who genuinely cares about the people that came out or this country. You are Johnny come lately. Who hopped on to some man in his body parts and had one or two little anchor babies with him to be able to be in this country and you don't give a damn. You don't care about what's happening in this country. You don't care what our future is going to be 5, 10, 15 years. Because you come from a country where, let's just be quite frank and quite honest, it's not a ex- shining example of anything that we wish to emulate. That's what you're used to. You're used to low standards. You're used to people working illegally. You're used to people breaking all sorts of laws. So in your country, yes, you mind your own business. Yeah? Because that's what you do in certain countries. You better mind your own business because the criminals will deal with you. And you want to bring that same mentality to Cayman, but not on my watch. Wake up, Cayman. Not on my watch. Not while I'm here. And every single time I post something, thank you to the caller who said this man was out there and he had the audacity to jump on the post talking about, oh, he was offering him food. Sir, you are a liar. You hear me? I can't give away more because I would identify the individual, but you are a liar. And works and CBC and border control and whoever else the heck they are need to investigate you for illegal workers. You are not offering anybody any food. The person saw exactly what happened and they heard the conversation. That is why they could send me what was being said. So remember his ex-wife called in yesterday, was soon to be ex-wife. She said the the divorce not completed yet. Child, try and hurry up and expedite that divorce. Because this man is a liar. And every single person who went and liked his comment about, oh, he was offering him food. They're a bunch of fools. Caller, good morning. I might have to take one little extra blood tablet, blood pressure tablet here this morning. Um, but that's okay. Across the board. No, I just wanted to say to um, the Jamaican lady who called that, that she said she raised her five um, She raised her five children by herself. Um, she had six. Thank you, lady. Thank you very much mm-hmm. for your story this morning. 
it encourages it encourages us that we are doing the right thing yeah and you know and you have to be unapologetic caller these people we we live in this day and age now right everybody trying to gaslight you when you speak the truth and you must apologize to them well listen i'm apologizing to them i'm we should be apologizing to our poor children that we're doing such a disservice to apologize for ruining this country and for letting any and everything come across the borders and and think that they have the same voice and the same right right to be involved in this country when they're on the side of wrong not that they don't have a voice but when they're on the side of wrong do not give them a platform and i see all the comments on, on on my platform and i just have to shake my head i'm like wow we really are crazy we have lost the plot but long time ago oh yes oh yes it's been going on a long time that's why they're so incredibly comfortable coming here and going on the way that they do because our people have made them comfortable both men and women caymanians multi-generational have brought people here and made them think that they have more rights than caymanians and i'm sorry to say but come again what were you doing in your country? Contributing to something positive, helping the so-called poor people in your country. You come into my, oh, let them beg. It's better for them to beg. It's better for them to work illegally than, than robbing places. That is how, how low these people, how their standards are, you know? But that's breaking one law is better than breaking this other law over here is a mentality that they have. What, 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 what? I mean, honestly, I'd be like, what am I hearing y'all say? Like, is this for real? 232 comments. And people talking about, oh, we're bothering the Cubans. We're bothering people, blah, blah, blah. Mind your own business. These people, I'm just like, really? But, you know, if we could afford to lose our, our, our stomach, to, lose, um, to mind our own business mm -hmm. and to lose the country, it wouldn't take long, you know. You must know that your stronghold at the gate is what's keeping this back. And us Caymanians, we Caymanians need to understand we don't have anything called reserve, resolve to back these people down once they get a foothold in this country. But when you find somebody at the gate that is willing to put themselves on the line and they ain't talking badness, they ain't talking about um, deferring or delaying or putting aside people's human rights but they're talking about criminality and what what they want to see in the country well you you need to say call in and say you know miss sandra thank you you don't have to say anymore i can't talk on the phone i can't talk on the radio call and say thank you very much ma'am message and say thank you very much ma'am and because, you know you know what um, you know what the worst part is i'm having a look at some of these comments now right the worst part is when Caymanians themselves get in the mix, and there's a few of them commenting on this post, who are actually supporting this foolishness. Well, this is what I'm saying. Jeez, we, think, we seem to think that these people are panda bears. I mean, the stuffed ones, the stuffed bear toys, and you can just put them up, and you, you prop them up on the, the bed on the back of the wall, or you make them lay down, and you make a bed look pretty and things like that. No, they're not like that. Hmm. You give them one foot, one foot to step on, and they find they self comfortable with that foot, 
when they can get two feet on the ground, they are more than comfortable, they are secure. And then it's time when they can rake you, your behind out of the way. Emmanuel, mm -hmm. trust me, trust me, trust me. And I really, you really need to read history now that we got all of the nice news. Hey, hear what this person said? Queen you of need? Rap, this person's from Orange Hill, Jamaica, says people can't have privacy again. Privacy in a public road when you're committing an illegal act, you know? You, you can imagine the foolishness that people will actually say in support of these things. Mm. And it, no, their country, see, their country all gone. Yeah, so people, right. Their country all gone. They can't say soul my own in their country unless, they, unless they're involved in criminality or prostitution, and that's criminality too. Mm -hmm. So they're bringing all of that here, but I bet you what, when they get off the plane and they go, go to immigration, whatsoever immigration asks them for, they will produce it, they will jump through the hoops, they will do everything at immigration. That's why I say we need immigration reform because we can catch them right now. But once they get that piece of paper in their hand, they say, well, you got a right to work here because we blah, 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 blah. Then everything changes. They're not a humble little people that they were two weeks ago. Listen, they're not coming here humble when they should be from the onset. Exactly. They're coming here ungrateful, costing us $3 million a year and still have the audacity to break the law. That's that's the part that gets me, Naira. There's no reason for these people to be out there working illegally and working in our streets and loitering. The government, AKA the people of the Cayman Islands are taking care of them. $3 million is, is uh, that I could fix for people house. Um, do plenty of scholarships, especially um, scholarships here in Cayman. Plenty of scholarship money and plenty of house repair money is into that. And plenty, plenty of money for the extra staff at HSA when, when and where they need them. Plenty good things that we should be doing with that $3 million. Hmm. And praise in our country. It's ridiculous. Here, what this one says driving fast is illegal, spreading words is illegal. Well, that's stupid. But anyway, hate people is illegal too. Um, actually, no, it's not. <laughs> the Bible says that those who don't work neither eat. So let people work. This is their logic, right? So how so many legal things before God are legal before man. The world is upside down. Choose to be mercy. This is stupidity that we have people posting and that people actually liking and accepting as good sense. We, we don't so we don't condone any of that. English not so good either. Well, you you know you know of course they yeah mm -hmm. you know where they're from. But anyway, but that that's not the point. The point is, the laws are here to be followed. We can't pick and choose who requires a work permit in this country in the sense that oh well if they're a white foreigner um yeah they better have a work permit and they better be legit. But if they're poor Cuban, they can go out and then work illegally and that's okay. What is good for the goose is good for the gander. Laws apply to everyone equally. So if we have a work permit regime in place and the laws are that as a refugee who has come here, um, again, uninvited, you decided to get in a boat and you come here and you cannot work. You have to understand that you're told you're not allowed to work. If you were observed working illegally, that is against the law. And it should be an offense for which you were picked up from by, I don't know who, who it is these days. I'm so confused between works and CBC and what their roles and obligations are, but somebody needs to be picking them up. We need undercover officers on 
Eastern Avenue, because I hear that that whole quadrant right there is full of the illegal workers. From time you were young, my dear. From time you were young. Yeah. One person says you can't blame the Cubans with this one if, in fact, they were offered work for less than um, what any other person would accept as standard pay. This has been going on for a long time uh, with people standing outside gas stations, et cetera, waiting for a truck to pull up. And you know what? A work um, a day's work for $50. It is illegal regardless of how long it's been going on. And the employers need to be held accountable. So this Mr. Rubio man, I don't give a damn who he is. Another one that we went and imported here. He think that we gonna believe, oh, he was trying to offer him clothes and foods. I mean, really? Like they don't need clothes and food, $3 million. I go back to that, that's plenty of money. And then, and that's 3 million Cayman Islands dollars. Hmm. Big gift from, from a, little, a little exchange in many other countries. Mm-hmm. And I think that with some pride and a lot of disdain because they need to get off the soapbox if they, and I don't know what they're doing here. Let me tell you something. Um, I don't know what they're doing here if they don't have anything good in their heart for the Cayman Islands. Yeah, they're just here to use us. And the quicker that we recognize that, the better off we will be. You, 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 you and some, some of them will do anything to use us. You hear what I'm saying? They will get married to you. They'll have children. You. They'll do anything to use Caymanians. And you have to be the wiser one, not the fool. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I can leave you and stop you so much. My dear. Have a good one. Yeah, these people, oh, mind your own business. Some people came out of very gossipy. Mind your own business. This is our business. I don't I don't know where y'all from, but this is our business. Right? Y'all have a y'all have some. Y'all have some nerve. We must mind our own business. The degradation of this country is our business. If I had nothing to nothing else to do, I would go and block every single one of these idiots talking about mind our own business. I gotta block some of them though. Then you know what? You're not you're not business of what happens in Cayman. What are you doing on, on CMR? What happens on CMR, which is what's happening in this country, is none of your business either. So don't come on our page. Go to the compass or go somewhere else where you don't have to mind our business. Morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra. My dear. Um, well, you know, you started on my favorite topic again. And as the year is... Just keep out, keep your voice up. Your voice always dips down for some reason. Keep your voice oh, up. Oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> How is it now? Um, it's still, still coming in a little bit low. Oh, but my phone is for the maximum. So maybe you need to send me a new phone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that microphone sound kind of low. Yeah, do some raffles. Maybe I need a new phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm not high tech like you, you know. So as I say, I just need one to make calls, one to take calls. Mm-hmm. Anyway, tell me how, how is it now? Yeah, it's a little bit better. Let's try that and see. Okay, I'm, okay so I've got my mouth right up to the mic hoping that it'll come over louder. I don't know why, and I've turned the volume up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you were I you were saying some a couple of things just now that you know I just had to keep shaking my head because I've been saying these things for so long mm-hmm. that to be honest, 
you know, it kind of makes you wonder whether you're being just a proper jackass or whatever the category you get put in. When I say, and I'm going to repeat it, that the reason we, the Caymanians, are in the situation we're in today is because of our own Caymanians. Now, here we are speaking out about something that is very wrong mm -hmm. and affecting us, and they haven't seen anything yet. But because, and let me say it very loud, but because they are not Jamaicans, they don't see anything oh, wrong. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let, let's be let's be very fair too. Is um, anytime we post stuff calling out Jamaicans and their foolishness, then the Jamaican bandwagon gets on it and they want CMR and go on the same way. This is why I tell oh, them I don't care where they're from. Right. That that was the point I was making though. Not so care the Jamaicans want to defend the Jamaicans. The point I am making is Caymanians mm -hmm. are okay with anything that anyone else is coming here to do. But as soon as a Jamaican does it, that's what they want yeah. you to sit here and talk about. They want you to blame and shame them. They want you to call them out. You know what I say? The least of our worries is the Jamaicans, because at least immigration will deal with them. They have no say here. If whatever they say, they say it in, in the privacy uh, or in their circles. They're not out on the street protesting and demanding anything from us. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting for one minute that we might not have illegal Jamaicans there. Mm -hmm. But you, you're going to be the first, or we'll be the first to hear about that, because that seems to be the only problem that affects Caymanians. I'm sick and tired of saying, wake up, wake up. Smell the coffee, smell the roses, smell whatever you want to smell, wake up. Mm. This is a crisis, and this is only the beginning. Hmm. We haven't seen anything yet. Keep naming them, keep shaming them. Every video you get, keep posting it. Mm -hmm. Like they said, you can't fix stupidity. Mm. You can't fix ignorance either. And if people want to continue to live in denial and to be afraid of the lick of the tar brush, we all got it. Mm -hmm. Just own it. Okay? We are not white people. I don't care how much white you got in you. We are islanders. We are not white. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what color the Cubans are. Now, don't face me. People need to understand. They are not suffering. They are greeting. That's their problem. Damn greed. They're not starving. Every one of them was but they were born into communism. So what is it that they know any different in Cuba? They want to get to South Florida. They want to live the life that they see the other Cubans living in South Florida. That's the bottom line. And by any means, they're going to get there. So mm. if you want to post negative remarks about you, because you're calling them out. You understand? <laughs> Right. I mean, the, they, they seem to be missing um, it, the, the thing about it, callers, they seem to be missing something really, really that's important for them to understand. I have lived in another man's country and I followed the laws Law. in America. 
When I went there as an adult and I found out because as a child, I didn't know any differently. As an adult, now I'm getting ready to go to university. And they said, oh, you're considered international student. You got to pay four times the tuition. Am I the one who's going to tell America how their laws must work? Uh, hello. I, am, I, am I the one who's going to tell them, oh, well, I'm going to go out there and work illegally? I could only work on campus jobs. And that is what I did. Or are, are you going to tell them, oh, this is not how it's done in my country. So you have to change. You have to amend the laws. You have to take it to your House Senate. And this has this all has to change because I don't like it. Let me share something with you. I don't remember the year it was, but it was many years ago, probably going back into the 80s. My uncle and another gentleman went out fishing and they were lost at sea. Okay. And I, I think at, the, at that point, we had sort of accepted that perhaps they were not coming back. Mm. And anyway, finally, the news broke. And um, we were told that they had been picked up by, uh, I think it was an oil tanker. Anyway, they were, they were taken to Panama. And then, you know, Panama arranged to get them back home. And we were all at the airport waiting for my uncle and, you know, of course, the other gentleman's family was there. And I can tell you this right now. You know what? He came out in. You remember what we called tips? Mm-hmm. A pair of tips and a chambray shirt and a pair of jeans that he had been rescued in. Told us when they were taken to Panama, they were treated as if they were criminals. They were given a toothbrush and um, the, and I, I can remember they were given the money and they bought the tips or whether the tips were given to them. And they were given something to eat mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. locked up as if they were prisoners. And I suppose, you know, when the negotiations or communication took place, you know, then to get them home, they were then escorted as if they were prisoners to the plane and put on that plane, met by other ones, escorted to the other plane until they arrived here and Grand Cayman. Mm. They had they, they were not escaping Cayman running anywhere. They mm-hmm. were lost at sea. Okay? And yet they were treated like prisoners. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the freedom to put on their tips and room around Panama. They were held until they could be returned to where they came from. Mm. So I don't understand what is Pura is about what, well, I'm going to say what you and I say or feel about the Cubans coming here. And I'm going to say this. I don't care whether it would be Cubans or any other nationality. Mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. long as they're going to be coming here and doing what they're doing, I have a very serious problem with that. This is my country. I didn't make plans to migrate. I didn't do it back then. I'm certainly not going to do it now. So I want to secure this for as long as I will be alive. And I certainly hope that there are other Caymanians that share that view, unless they have plans to migrate. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> I, I'm just having a quick look at some of the comments, and I got to tell you that that I all I can do is shake my head. 
All I can do is really and truly shake my head. Anyway, caller, thank you very much for those comments. Thank you. All right, folks. Um, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable that our own people are in the mix defending this foolishness. Really and truly. Mm, mm, mm. And here's the guy, Moses Rubio, who is um, the one in the video. And he claims that um, he was offering them. I'm the person who eats there and I was offering food to my Hispanic people. I tell you. Oh boy, what a mess. Mm, mm, mm. Um, CBC and works, y'all, y'all need to step up and do your jobs. You really, really need to do so. Honestly. I mean, the, the sad part is, is when people call me, all sorts of people, all walks of life call me and said, oh, Sandy, they were just begging me. And I said, why didn't you call the police? Why didn't you call CBC? Why didn't you call works? You're all calling me and I'm putting it out there. And then these fools in the streets trying to think that I'm the person with the problem with the Cubans. They not approached me for $1 yet. But, you know, I understand that they will do it. And I understand they walk around with a note. And wrong is wrong and right is right. And I'm not giving nobody right when they're doing wrong. So all these Johnny come late, Liz, who don't like the posts. Um, let me just reassure you that whether you like it or not, the post is accurate. That's exactly what he was doing. He's not the only construction worker hanging out and going and meeting him around the corner. Didn't do it right in front of Popeye's. Oh, meet me up the street. If you got to give him food or whatever, why you didn't just do it in front of Popeye's? Why you got to go around the corner for? Y'all think we, y'all insult me thinking that we are that stupid. And you, you don't deserve to have Cayman status. And I don't care if you're married to Caymanian, was married to Caymanian, on the brink of divorce or whatever. You do not deserve the right to be in this country if you are part of the problem. Oh, what about the robbers? Yeah, it starts with this level of lawlessness. And then the same people who have no respect for the law, when they come knocking in your door and come to rob you, then you got a problem with that type of crime? You can't pick and choose which laws you're okay with. You can't pick and choose. Like you can tell somebody, well, you know, so, some laws are okay to break and then others you can't really break. That's not how it works. Hey, what, hey, what, hey, what this person said to insult us, Jose Williams says, that's why this island is a hundred years behind. He said it in Spanish, trying to be at least, um, I don't know, the translator didn't pick up that part. Part Something about the diversion and stop the churches that obstruct the development. Yes, this, and then he says, F you all. This is who we have living in this country, right? Lives in Georgetown, it says. This is exactly the mentality and the type of people we are bringing here. Yeah? We're 100 years behind, but you still here. Why? That's a joke. We're 100 years behind, but you still coming to Cayman. Why? <laughs> you, you think we stupid? If we're 100 years behind and that's your mentality, why are you here? Leave. Nobody has you prisoner here. <sighs> Caller. I see as you didn't grow up here. Um, I can give you this one. And I'm almost sure you know it, but 
I can make you uh, a little more aware of it this morning. Well, the, the thing was take the first thing smoking out of here. And the other thing was this, this is the first one. Go far and stay long. But um, the really what I called about was the notification that was um the policy to put into the local newspaper several years ago, long time ago now, long time, to notify um the general pop the general public when it is and who it is that um will be seeking our um citizenship, and and when they stop doing that. Everybody just slides past because the politicians may or may not know them. The boards may or may not know them. Likely they don't know them. So they don't want to have to put their faces and, and names and everything in the paper to not, notify Caymanians mm -hmm. because, because um, we would be able to do something, maybe not everything that needed to be done, but we would have some authority. We would have some we would talk about power to do something about these people who we know, whom we know, don't have any respect for the Cayman Islands. Mm -hmm. We would be able to say, well, don't give that one no, 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 because X, Y, Z. And I asked the government again, why don't, why, why, where, where and how and why did we get away from that policy? Mm -hmm. And why, why can't we look at that again? Because the government isn't that stupid. Sometimes we call them stupid and, and, and worse, but they're not that stupid that they cannot know what is happening out here on the ground. Mm -hmm. And they have really no control over anything. Really the battles that are fought for Cayman are fought with John Public, the lowly ones like us. I don't really see the government doing anything, not much. And, and, and I don't really see them doing anything. We fight our own battles. And they won't even give us tools with which to fight the battles that need to be fought in this country for our own preservation, for a place for our children and grandchildren. And thank God I got all that and more. So when I open my loud mouth, make it not making much sense most of the time, but when I open my loud mouth, I got something to fight for. I have great grandchildren. Children, mm -hmm. plural. And they won't even give us the tools. They won't get up of the behinds. But you know what that is? I got, I got, I got, um, come around with this, and then the foreign people will vote for me because then they know that I, I ignore the Caymanians and I on this side. We need to know who is in this country when, when they got the, 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 the courage and the boldness to put all this on paper. And, 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 and send in that it could be seen and read and heard. This, this is ridiculous. Hmm. I want all of them who's elected up there and them to come in the next election that you don't go to people country and insult them. This is the only country in the world. And we put shoes on their feet. Hmm. They send us home in tips. We put clothes on their back. We, 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 we give them health care. I used to work at the hospital. We give them health care. We give them a place to sleep mm -hmm. that we don't necessarily do for our own very own. Mm -hmm. And then they don't, they don't have any gratitude within them. And we the Caymanians 
worthless and stupid. Yes, they will grin with you. Yes, they will sit with you. And yes, they may even lay down with you. But that's only for a time. And they're laughing at you whilst they are doing it. And whilst you're being continuing to be stupid. Mm. Get up. Look at what other countries. Other countries have armies. And when you have an army, it's staffed with people. Staffed with plenty of young people. And those young people sign up to say, well, I go and lose life and limb for this country. We mm. sit down and we drag our country down. That's why people come here and treat us like dogs. But the only time that a Caymanian wants to stand up for Cayman is when it is a little money passing out mm-hmm. that they can get some of it. No other time. But I got my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. So I got talk, 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 talk. That's talk right. Well, y'all better, y'all better speak up before it's too late. That's all I know. Yeah. Thank you, caller. Um, Boy, I tell you what. The bottom line is if you don't speak up, you're going to have a real problem. Jonathan says, what happens if someone puts in a work permit for the Cubans before they leave the island? Could that happen? No. So th- this is this is part of it. And I don't really understand what sort of an introduction the Cubans get when they come here and what's explained to them, right? They come to this country as um, illegal um, mi- refugees, migrants, right? There is a process where they will be sent back to Cuba. If they apply for political asylum, so we do like an initial intake. And again, we're going to invite the government officials, meaning the civil servants to come on here and break this down for you, the people. They are processed. We've got to figure out who they are. If they don't have any documents, we do all kinds of verifications. Our authorities need to get in contact mm-hmm. with the Cuban authorities. This is who we have. This is who they claim they are. Yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Sometimes the Cuban authorities like, nope, we don't want them back. They've been gone for longer than six months. So they have to first reapply to be considered a Cuban, you can imagine, before we even decide to take them back. This is all the kind of foolishness that Cuba has in place that we have to adhere to. While all of this is going on and they're being processed, they are not permitted to work in this country under any circumstances. Their immigration status has to be regularized first. So they have to be given refugee status. So they go from being a migrant to refugee means that they apply and say that they're political refugees, provide evidence. There's a committee or a board or somebody who looks at the application and makes a decision, yay or nay. Once they get refugee status, then they are permitted to work as though pretty much they have status. They can work in any job. And as far as I know, they do not even require a work permit at that stage. So Jonathan, they can be coming for your jobs because they don't need no work permit. But that's fine. I don't have any problems with that because they have gone through the process. The system has vetted them and the system has allowed them to stay. The problem is when you come here and you feel like there is no process and there is no system in place. That's where I have an issue, the lawlessness of it all. And I'm calling on CBC, Works, France Manderson, everybody to make sure that these Cuban migrants understand the procedure and they have no excuse, although ignorance of the law is no excuse regardless. Yeah? They have sent out, to, in fairness to them, the government has sent out, because we put it on our thing, an entire message in Spanish 
about the fact that you're not supposed to be coming here working illegally? Because we continue to have an issue with it. I'm trying to find that because we put it up on our page. We have we have said this is what, you know, um, I think it's border control sent this long message and we had it translated and, and we actually had someone orally put it in Spanish. So there's no possibility that they cannot understand what the law says. This isn't a question of understanding what the law says. This is a question of not caring about what the law says. That's what that's all about. Yeah. When you don't care, you don't care. And when you have people in this country who are happy to sit back and be part of the problem, what a mess. Back in July 15th, did another video. Cubans um, escaping from the detention center. We were there trying to enforce the bars because they already had cut them open with God knows what. How much more are we going to have to sustain? August the 4th, 2020, protesting in front of our government building because they don't like the system. They don't like our laws. They don't like how things are done. Hmm. Enough is enough is all I'm saying. We, we, we need to really shape up the situation. I am happy to help. February 21st, they back out this past last year. Um, February 12th of 2020, back up protesting from the government building again. Okay. This is, this is the norm. April of 2021, this is when they were commandeering the, the Panamanian ship. We were out there. See the video right here? The proof is here. And I must defend this kind of foolishness. And, oh, because I feel sorry where they come from. Well, where you come from, I said earlier today, does not necessarily dictate where you're going. So perhaps what you need to do is start demonstrating that you are the type of people that are worthy of even staying in this country. And you heard me right when I said worthy of staying in this country. Because not everybody is. And those of you who want to work illegally and unlawfully, then I'm sorry, but you have got to go. This is not the place for you. And I make zero apologies. You don't like it? Oh, well. What I'm young people say, talk to the hand. Take it to somebody else. Simple. All right, folks. Um, we are running out of time. Uh, we'll do our final batch of giveaways tomorrow morning. Thursday and Friday, I will not be here, but we're going to have some wonderful content programmed for you. So make sure that you tune in because we're going to have two days of back-to-back Cayman Voices segment. Tomorrow is going to be an amazing interview with none other than John, D not tomorrow, my apologies, Thursday is going to be an amazing interview with none other than John Douglas. And then on Friday, we're going to have a recording from some content from Emsley's Memorial. Now, historically speaking, in case y'all don't know this, Emsley's Memorial has... Um, been around for 100 years this year. They celebrated their 100th anniversary. And so, you know, listen, that's a milestone. 
And we celebrated that with them. We were there with them on July the 1st as they had the ceremony for that. Very few of our MPs were there, by the way. Just saying. They want to claim that they care about what's happening and you guys care about your church services and your history. And they were, for the most part, not present. I can count on one hand the ones that I saw there. Kenneth Bryan was there. Uh, that might have been it, to be honest. I'll see what else comes to my memory, but I know for sure Kenneth showed up. But, you know, Emsley Memorial, a lot of us have family members that um, are involved in the church, not just now, but historically. And so um, that church has a lot of historical meaning to the people of the Cayman Islands. Parents, all I can tell you is we're begging for you to please um, do your jobs. Someone mentioned earlier that you need to hand out birth control um, on the uh, in schools. Well, they need to just do some teaching of, of safe practices for young adults, helping them to make better life decisions. That's what they need to do. All right. So a big shout out to um, the CMR team. We're gearing up for the holidays here. So we will be taking a little bit of time off um, getting into the new year. Kevin, is this old news or new news that I've got here? In the event that you um, actually um, missed the uh, press conference yesterday from the RCIPS, it is in our social media pages. And I think I'll play it, I'll re-air it again on Friday's show so that you can hear exactly what the authorities have to say about what's going on in this country. We got a lot of work to do, is really the bottom line. And we all have a role to play. Alejandro says school needs sex ed again. Did they remove it? It should be a priority from the youngest straight up. All right, beautiful people. See you tomorrow morning. Have a safe and nice day. Hello, I'm Kevin Watler, and this is your CMR Daily Buzz. Here's a summary of some of Cayman's latest headlines. Since Friday, police have responded to a series of violent incidents that have been reported across Grand Cayman. Three of these incidents resulted in persons being seriously injured. A man was shot following an altercation at the rear of Power Supply Bar Sunday evening. It was reported that a man received a single gunshot wound to his torso area. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service said officers are working day and night to solve the recent robberies that have been plaguing the Cayman Islands. The police revealed that they are engaged in both overt and covert operations to catch these criminals, who they believe are part of three groups. A man accused of breaking into a woman's home and raping her last month denied the charges when he appeared in court last week. 24-year-old Daylan Campbell from Bodentown pleaded not guilty to aggravated burglary, indecent assault, three counts of rape and one charge of wrongful confinement. 
Now for your CMR weather update, it's brought to you by WG Charters. Sunrise around 6.54, mainly sunny skies are expected with the temperatures at 85 degrees Fahrenheit and humidity around 71% like the forecast calls for. It will feel like it's in the low 90s. Winds east at 10 to 15 miles per hour and the sun sets at 5.52. At nighttime, the temperature falls to the mid-70s. Looking forward, similar weather conditions are expected. If you would like to know more on any of these stories, visit caymanmallroad.com or follow Cayman Mall Road on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. That's it for now on The Daily Buzz. Thank you for joining me. Please stay safe and God bless. for tuning in to another episode of the cold hard truth on bobo 89.1 fm cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7 30 a.m never miss an episode again watch anytime on cmr's facebook and youtube channels for the latest show episodes don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit caymanmarlroad.com for all the latest news and community happenings 